ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly cloudy start to today. Now winter mix advisory is in effect until, um, I guess, noon tomorrow. Snow arrives at about 2, which it's been here now for a little bit. Uh, slick evening commute possible, high of 32. Snow showers tonight becoming moderate to heavy at times, accumulation 3 to 6 inches. Tomorrow, mostly snow again, slick roads. Snow ending before noon, high of 30. Be careful. Friday, mostly cloudy, high of 32. Saturday, mostly cloudy, a high of 33. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 28 degrees, and as I said, snowing a lot. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. No. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate, <laughs> stimulating, yeah. hit you right in the... There you go. You start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Blake Hodge should be in any second. Um, my wife, Betty, is already here. I do a Bachelor recap on Wednesdays. We chat every Wednesday about The Bachelor at the 2 o'clock hour, uh, 2 to 2.30. I actually have a regular caller now as well, uh, one of the listeners of the program. Betty's shuffling stuff. You're moving stuff around in there. Betty, yeah, no, that's fine. You watch The Bachelor one day after it airs because you like to watch it on Hulu, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So you saw it last night, yes, even though it airs on Monday. So for anyone wondering, anyone curious why we do these reviews on Wednesday and not on Tuesday, it's because you and I are a Hulu family where we watch stuff tape delayed yes. uh, more often than live. Yeah. We don't want to pay for more stuff. We don't want to pay for any more stuff? No. That's kind of your... What are you doing? Are you holding the microphone? What's going on? Is oh, it breaking? No, it's a little bit loose, but that's okay. fine. Okay. It seems like it has problems right there. Yeah. The microphone's <laughs> falling apart. Uh, you watched it last night, so you saw it very recently. Um, hold on. I have a caller on the line, too. Uh, caller, what's your name? Dan. Dan, yeah, Dan. Uh, you've been sending me messages about The Bachelor 2, which is cool. I have several people now that are very much into the show. Uh, Dan, i got to ask you a quick question, though. My wife watches it by fast-forwarding some of the date stuff. Do you think that's okay? Is that acceptable as far as a Bachelor fan it, goes? Yeah, I think it gets a little repetitive after a while. So you're going to see a lot of tears, a lot of Kleenex, and, yeah, it, you can fast-forward some of that. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Dan, since you called in, I'll go to you first. Uh, what was your reaction to both Monday's episode, and then are you excited that there's one coming up tonight? Uh, of course I'm excited to see another train wreck. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. But I'll tell you, I never thought I could weave politics and Bachelor together. But at the same time, two things from Iowa caused major problems of a decision. That's nice Kelsey, done. Yeah, Kelsey from Des Moines, Iowa, literally wreaked havoc on that whole situation by saying... Tonight will be smooth sailing. I think the Iowa caucus was the same problems. Yeah. And uh, and then Tammy went all Bernie Sanders on everybody. So, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get That's any funny. better than that. No, but- it, it doesn't. It was, uh, it was crazy, actually. Uh, watching the episode um, last night and, like, watching a lot of the drama, I, it's, I don't know how it happens each season or even each because it happens on The Bachelorette, too. Like, someone is such a terrible person the way the the episodes are shot. Like, you can see they're a liar. You can see they're manipulative, all these things. But then somehow they convince the the Bachelor or Bachelorette that they're, like, the nicest, most honest person competing on the show. It happens every season. And it's Kelsey right now is, like, in my opinion, full of crap. But uh, the guy has no idea. 
Well, and the other interesting part about this whole thing is I'm, I'm interested to why Kleenex has not done product placement during these shows because, <laughs> I mean, it is just constant crying, crying, yeah. crying, crying. But, you know, the, the biggest thing that shocks me about the whole thing is if you watch, he's done two dates now based upon modeling. And, and he's wanting this true down-to-earth person who's going to be his wife. And I'm just, it's really shocking to me that he keeps going to modeling that, you know, we all know that models are the most true people who are not fake at all. <laughs> right. And, uh, Betty, and so you think that too, obviously, right? That he, the, his focus on models means he's looking for a real wife. Ah, yes. Right, exactly. You know what's funny, man? Uh, I, I would say this too. He's quoted so often in the last episode, and I think throughout this show, and I know that other bachelors and bachelorettes do the same thing, like saying how well the process works. If you watch the episode on Monday, several times on dates and stuff, he's saying, this process works. I know it works. I lived it. Like, trust it. Like, give yourself to it, and it's all going to work out. I have two reactions. Go ahead. they They got to be feeding him that line because he just saw the last you know, bachelorette, <laughs> there's no way that process worked right. at all. Well, and I, and, yeah, I have two reactions, man. Like, the amount of people who've competed on the show in the 20-something seasons they've done of both, very few of them are still together. So if you were just looking at it from, like, a, a baseball batting average kind of way, this process does not work. These players would not be Major League players anymore because almost none of them actually get married. And then even more importantly, as you just said, in his own, like, life experience, I would say that he was kind of proven that this is not you know, the way to go because the girl that rejected him also didn't end up getting married. It's very odd to see him say it so much and even, like, look dead into the camera and say that he's looking for love because it's just not, that's not what they're doing. That's not what the show is about. Well, and the other thing that shocked me was Kelsey saying, I can't stand to watch him kiss other girls. I'm like, have you not seen any episode <laughs> of this show before? <laughs> uh, where, where have you been? You know, Did I look- you not think this was going to happen? I looked something up. I didn't know this. Um, the contestants don't get paid anything. None of them make any money. The, the actual bachelor or bachelorette gets like $100,000 to do two months' worth of work. But all the contestants have to quit their jobs, most likely. I guess some of them might be able to give them you know, a random two months or so off. Uh, but a lot of them quit their jobs, and it's all just on the off chance that they become famous, I think, much more than they fall in love. Uh, so it's a really interesting thing to to have that in the back of your mind as you're watching these episodes and as these women weep when they're getting kicked off the show in, like, week three because they quit their job for this opportunity and they're not on the show anymore after, you know, two hours of content that we got to see. They're not famous. So it's just, I think that a lot of those emotions that we see and a lot of that, you know, the Kleenex product placement really comes from them losing out on being famous people. That's That's my well, assumption. The other thing that shocks me about the show is Let's talk about real life. We're talking about reality TV. Let's talk about real life. What happens when Kelly, who's an attorney in Chicago, is she going to reroute her whole life and her career to go live where he wants to live? (laughs) Are these people really going to go move and keep their career going? I mean, let's talk about real life. And I think that's the thing that just shocks me the most is that I think he's not as into it as as these girls are. I think he's more into the idea but he's not into what happens after this. Well, let's, but let's all think, be honest. Uh, you and, and myself and Betty, my wife who's in the room still, uh, and Blake who's coming in at some point, we wouldn't watch the show if it were based in re- real TV. And actually, you made a pretty good joke the other week when they traveled to Cleveland, Ohio. That was like the most real vacation anyone ever takes. None of us get to go in a helicopter in like Paris, but a lot of us could probably afford a weekend in Ohio. So it's just interesting to see their reaction to that being one of the destinations. And that was the classic line from Kelsey, if you missed it this week, was, they're going in Costa Rica. 
I had a date in Cleveland, and it's like, <laughs> well, at least he knows that you know right. you're, you're real, and you're you can you can do a, a vacation anywhere. You don't have to be as. But you know, going back to the politics thing, he started out as a true politician lying about the Puma, and I thought that you know they were hook, line, and sinker that this guy was such a. Tarzan that he could fight off a puma. Right. By the way, he is not the most athletic of uh, bachelors, I guess, if you watch even the end of the episode when they're making fun of him. The guy falls down a lot and shattered a glass into his forehead. <laughs> that's his That's his experience on live TV so far. So, uh, But thanks for calling in, man. I, I hope, look forward thanks. to you jumping in more on these. Uh, i got to take a break, though. A lot thanks. more. Yep, thank you. A lot more Craig Collins show coming up in just a minute. Betty is here to re, uh, to give her take on the... UJBC.com With me every day Greg Collins, Joe, and This is one of Betty's favorite songs. So with Betty still in studio, decided to play a little bit of that. That's Marshmallow and uh, some band. Houses. Some band called uh, Churches. They're churches. called Churches. Yeah, yeah. Some some kind of structure. <laughs> exactly. The band is uh, named after a structure of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Here with me, because uh, sometimes I, I talk about music on the, the radio, because I like music. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, you guys, Blake uh, totally ducked out of the first segment of The Whoa. Bachelor. He was doing it's, some sort of news I, thing. It was a major so news busy. story. So I have a question for you guys about a story I saw. I, I want to know what your reaction to it would be. But before I get to that, I'm going to ask for uh, Betty because uh, actually our caller Dan had a lot to say, but you still haven't really shared all your opinions about The Bachelor either. So Blake, Betty, what would you think of this last episode and the fact that there is one this evening? Well, it's being pretty dramatic. Why yeah. is it? So, is it more dramatic than other seasons? Yes. Betty says yes. The producers are trying to make it to be. Yeah. But they really seem like they're fighting everybody. Like, you know how there's always like a house cancer? There's somebody who's the drama one. Yeah. They get sent home. Usually everybody gets a little nice for a little while. But there's just a new hated human. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Every year the producers try to make one person the hated human. So that way they Mm -hmm. can have that person for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. So I think they're trying to do that now. Their mindset has changed to where they're they're trying to make everyone hate each other instead of just one out person. Well, because like here's an example, uh, and this is I guess a deep dive for anyone that didn't watch the show, so I apologize. But Tammy is one of the characters, and she seemed like she spoke you know clearly. She talked about things without using emotion, and she even seemed to be trying to help one of the other ladies in the house, the Kelsey one who's insane. Um, and by the end of the episode, Tammy was getting vilified by all the women in the house for like being some sort of backstabbing terrible person. And the show I watched. The person I got to know, Tammy seemed like just a rational human. Yeah. And she's genuine. misplaced on a show yes. like this. You can't be a rational human and be on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, apparently. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Tammy's a wrestler, right? Okay. Yes, so maybe Because wrestlers, are they do a fake show, right? They do. So maybe she's acting fake because of her persona. She's a wrestler. So she's being a heel, is spin what they zone. say. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Spin zone. Also, there we go. I have a question. I, ha- I don't think I remember, like... Has she ever like kissed the guy? I don't think that she even like, she had at this had point, the opportunity man, to kiss him. Everybody's kissed that guy. Well, no, I don't think no, so. Tammy I don't hasn't. think that girl. No. Oh, then no. she's out. How is she still around? Because uh, I mean, that's what uh, Blake is saying. Probably she's just faking it, like uh, it. just for like the ratings or like uh, I don't know. Because literally, like she's just fighting. No fighting, but like having discussions about right. stuff about the guy, and she's probably pretty honest. But probably just everything is fake because she haven't like even touched the guy. At that's all. crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's because honestly, you see these one on one dates and the way they end, and they're like, uh, "Wow, 
there's a lot of kissing going on yes, before the of, camera finally goes away. Here's a question. How does someone not have mono yet? I don't know. Here's another question. How is the cameraman comfortable every season? Like <laughs> yeah. the one there guy are shooting it. So in the well, no, but in the last episode, <laughs> I know they're pros, but in the last episode, like they're sitting in this like crazy nice grotto esque kind of thing. Uh, they're in some sort of water with a bunch of like rock. You know, nice are you, little my, water feature. Pretty, it's yeah. a water, yeah. a nice little waterfall situation, and they are making out in a way that I'd be uncomfortable if I was witnessing it. Like Boy. it's not just a, a couple little kisses. And some camera guys just standing there like, getting the shot, guys. I'm getting it. Don't worry. He's just, uh-huh. Every yeah. episode, man. You think it's one guy's gig? It's weird. Ah, uh, that guy. I, his He's job. Fun. Right. Uh, before I let you guys go, I do want to ask you one thing real quick. Uh, and this is just a story I saw that I thought was interesting. Um, and I wonder if it happened. So I've told this story before. My brother and I, huge X-Men fans, fans, huge Marvel oh, comic. Totally. We're big fans. 100%. My brother, so much so that he, he wanted to name one of his kids after an X-Man. Oh. That did, it didn't mm-hmm. happen. The oh. wife said no. Right. So it didn't work out. Uh, he wanted to go Professor X, Xavier, name a kid after, after <laughs> Professor X. Come on, that's, that's the boss of the right. X-Men. Yeah. That's a good move. Someone recently had a baby that has a whole lot of hair, like hair on his face, hair on his arms. Aww. It's sort of, well, are we sad about that? Because it's kind of cool when you yeah, see it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It has a beard? Yeah, it came out with like a little, the baby came out with like facial hair and, and arm hair and stuff, like a lot of hair really? developed. Going to be a hairy human. Wow. Um, but so the dad made a joke in social media, I'd love to name my kid Wolverine because he came out, yeah. you know, hairy like that X-Man. But he could be bullied though. Hope so not. I mean, you well, know, wax shaves. is a thing. Yeah, or wax. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can fix that out, figure yeah. that out. Oh, yeah. But this is a question, I guess, Blake, more for my wife. If we had a kid and they came out looking like an X-Men, could I name them after an X-Men then? Could I call, <laughs> could I call my baby Wolverine uh, nope. if he comes out looking like... Because it's really cool. Like, well, I know yeah, they're, it's pretty cool. But I know I they're, mean... they're happy about it, but like the kid really does look like a little baby Wolverine. Oh, so it would be cool. This is my this is my ask because I one of us my brother or I one of us has to name a kid after an X Man we have to get there and so if there's some chance that I have a kid that looks like an X Man are you gonna be okay with the name from well, the X Men I I'm just uh, going uh, I mean I probably would be scared like for the kid to be bullied at school well yeah, of course and again I'm not yeah. trying that's, to, that's my only concern I'm not trying to tease he's a very cute little baby I'm yeah, not trying to tease the baby yeah. I'm just saying that like if I had a kid that resembled any of the X Men anyone. You know, could I name that child in that situation after well, a comic I mean, book character? Famous people name their kids wherever they want. Crazy, to name silly them. things. Yes. But this Northwest. is this yes. Northwest. It's a very dumb name. But this <laughs> is this is this is our situation right here. Like, could I call? Could I call a baby Phoenix? Or could I call a baby Chewbacca? Chewbacca. Chewbacca. That's not an X Man. <laughs> oh That's God. a character. Though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm offended. He's I'm offended. <laughs> Star Wars is not the same thing. Putting on my nerd hat, I got to take a break. A lot more. AM 1230 WJBC. The baby is adorable. Look it up. Adorable. Challenges. Joe Puma. Today, uh, mostly cloudy. Uh, snow arrives about two o'clock. It's been snowing for a little while now. Slick evening commute is possible. High of 32. Tonight, snow showers becoming moderate to heavy at times. Accumulation three to six inches. A low of 26. Tomorrow, mostly sunny snow, uh, showers possible again, and then uh, um, slick roads, snow ending before noon, though, high of 30. Friday, mostly cloudy, high of 32. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high of 33. Right now, Radio Bloomington, it is 26 degrees. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. Great Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. My news guy, Blake Haas, for the entire show today. 
Uh, you've got some fans, by the way, Blake. Did I, you know that? I have fans? Yeah, you have fans. My show. They seem to like the Blake Haas. They they tell me every so often they think that you're a funny guy. I only have one fan. It's in isolation. Uh, <laughs> this guy. See? that's I'm not doing the... I'm not. <laughs> Come on. No, they're there. I'm, I'm going to ignore them for now. Okay. You might eventually work your way up to getting rim shots again, but no. People call in. They like me? They do. Yeah, oh. they even tell me out at events that you don't go to. Oh, Because yeah. you don't whoa, make it whoa. to the events. I did. I went to the B4 thing. You don't like crowds, though. That's I don't. Yeah, it makes me get okay. I saw this story and I thought of my mother, um, so I'm gonna. I, I want to talk about this, and then I'm also curious if you, Blake, or eight two nine two three four five, any of our listeners, like, are there bands that you wish would get back together and make new music? Are there bands that you wish would just create new things? Maybe they they just stop making stuff together, or maybe they broke up. Whatever the reason, but is there anyone out there? Because I know my mother is going to be happy about this story. Abba will be releasing new music this year. Um, that is a story out there, and, and I know that she's going to be stoked because my mom, huge fan of ABBA, the final album they released was in 1982, so it's been a minute right? since they've created some music, but new ABBA music coming to, I don't know what it'll play on, I don't know what stations will air the new ABBA stuff. A video now. Yeah, coming coming to a YouTube page near you, right? And certainly to my mother's, uh, you know, set of devices that she has yeah. in her home, they will. Her she'll Walkman. be playing it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she'll get out the old uh, the old eight track, right? Yeah, she'll, she'll get it going. Yeah. Uh, but so I ask eight two nine two three four five, are there bands like ABBA that haven't made music in a while? That's yeah. that's a while um, that you'd like to see come back and make new things. Do you have any that you you wish were making music? Yes. Who? Backstreet Boys. As a group, I thought they were. I thought the Backstreet well, Boys... they make appearances, but they don't make new music. It's just the same old-fashioned <laughs> one-hit wonders, and that's it. You were a big fan of the Backstreet Boy? Yeah. I got gotcha. you. What's wrong with that? Nothing. No, you're judging me. I would rather go and sync because Justin Timberlake right. is a famous person. That was my second guess. So you throw him back into the mix with those other dudes, and maybe they do make some, some hits. Yeah, I don't know about you know? that. No? No, because he's good by himself. You like the JT alone? I'm a big JT guy. Are you a big JT? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I have an answer to the question, but I'm going to get ridiculed for it. And I don't, I'm so, I'm debating whether or not I even say it. Did you have, like, you you were recently in high school? You were in high school just some odd years ago. Six. There you go. Thank you for that. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why that would just. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. Did you have, like, a band that you loved, but they weren't exactly, like, Mm. popular? Um, you know, like everybody didn't, you know, because there was one. There, a band for me, and band is even a strong word because it was just two people. Um, but they were in a band together, and I bought all their CDs, and I liked their music. Huh. And I don't know if I'd even like it today. Yeah. I'm not as angsty as I was then. Oh. But angsty Craig liked them a lot. Emotional Craig, you oh. know. Craig who needed to, to sit there and listen to a track. Ooh. You know, what, what, are you, what's, what are you doing? I'm just wondering. Did you have an embarrassing high school band? Because uh, I used to work out. A ton. Okay. Like a lot. All right. So back in my day, to get me pumped up for the workout, I used to listen to Skrillex. Skrillex? Yeah. Is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Are you, you're laughing as you say it. <laughs> no, I'm dead. It's EDM music. Yeah, I know what Electronic it is. Electronic dance I know music. what it is. Well, I didn't know. Big fan of the Skrillex, huh? You like Skrillex? No, oh, no. I, I asked if you were. Yes. Back in the day. I don't listen to it now. I've listened to about six years. Okay. And so that's something that you'd be all about again? Yeah, or it's like, bow, bow, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it just gets you pumped for a workout. Our, our embarrassing um, high school band or whatever couldn't be more different. The Skrillex is so very different than mine. Yeah, mine's more... Right. You're, you're doing your own thing. Doing, that's a workout. Yeah, doing something. I would yeah. not play this band to work out to. Uh, it's Savage Garden. Do you know who they are? Savage Garden. Truly, Madly, Deeply. You know that song? That's like a dish you get in like a... 
at no, a, it's not. Hold on at now. A lunch place. It's not. Nobody's gonna like this. This is a thing, and I don't even like this song. Actually, I like the I like the better tracks. Truly, madly, deeply is too big of a hit for me. <laughs> it's bad that you know the names. Of oh, this. I know. I dude, I know all the names. How do they come up with the name Savage? Actually, I have two embarrassing Savage things. Garden? Let's just let's live in a world where we talk about embarrassing music for all a right. second. Yeah, that's um, fine. There was a trip we took to Jersey. We drove from Indiana. Right. To New Jersey and back, and I only brought one CD. I made the mistake of, of grabbing my mm. CD player, and mm, like the mm, CD mm. in it was the only one I had. Yeah. So I left all the other ones at home, and the rest of my family, terrible music. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't want to borrow CDs. No, they, they, yeah, okay. Right. So the only CD I had was the first Avril Lavigne CD called Let Go. Low-key, that song hit. Low-key, it did. <laughs> Low-key, that whole album, man. Low-key, that whole album but, So hit. I'll tell you that not even because of my fandom right. of an Avril Lavigne at that time, but just because of my, and actually that happened to me two different trips. I Early on when I was a kid, I did the same thing with a Walkman and a Beach Boys track, a mm, Beach Boys disc. Yeah. So I listened to just that thing on repeat. I know the words to every song so easily. Really? Oh, because I listened to it so many times. What are they? What? Which song? Uh, any of them. You want? You want? I'm not going to sing the song. I get in trouble for that on the social medias oh, if I try to sing the things right, on the radio. Right. Here, you know, we'll take a break. Okay. We're going to do an all Avril hour. I'm going to bump back with oh, all songs boy. from Avril Lavigne. Throwback. And I'm going to know all the words. Oh wait, here before I break, I got a caller. Three one two. Excuse me. Eight two nine two three four five is the number. WJBC. Uh, what's your name? My name is Pat. Do you have an embarrassing band from high school or maybe just one you'd like to see come back? Well, I used to look two different people. I used to listen to a Little River Band. Have you ever heard of yeah, that? Yeah, sure. And I haven't heard anything from them for probably 15 years. And another uh, singer that seemed to drop off the face of the earth that I really, really enjoyed was um, Mary Chapin Carpenter. Sure, yeah. Okay, so those are two you'd love to have come back. Do you like ABBA oh, at all? Um, no, well, they were all right. Gotcha. And maybe they were a little maybe younger versions than I was listening to at the time. Gotcha. I see that the Little River Band might have put out a CD in 2013 called Cuts Like a Diamond. I don't know if you've really? heard of that one. There might uh -uh. be there might no. be one out there if it's the same Little River Band. I hope it is, <laughs> um, but you might you might be able to find it. But thank you for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. All right. I would love to hear embarrassing bands too, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna should I do Savage Garden or Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne. Okay, because you don't want to hear any Savage Garden. No. You don't want a little bit of Truly Madly Deeply. No, that sounds like something I had in college. You've never heard this. You've never heard of this band at all. Nope. You've never heard of anything that they sing, anything by them, none of it. Oh, there you go. You know the word. Yeah, I actually do know this song. See? I didn't know this song. It's a massive hit, man. I didn't know it was Savage Garden. Yeah, but this is not my jam. I, I like the I like the deep cuts of a Savage Garden. Oh, I'll have some of those. Song. I'll I have Avril. This song. I want to stand with you on a mountain, man. Yeah. That's not. I'm not talking to you directly. Oh. Take a break. A lot more. And JBC. Now back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Adonis. AM 1230 WJBC. I asked Mark Strauss during the break if there were some bands that he wished could come back and make music. Now, one, it would take a lot of things. Uh, the Beatles, that would be challenging. Right. Um, but that would be amazing. If the Beatles were all still alive today and making music, I wonder what their legacy would be. You it know? would be huge. You think that they would be as famous still creating new music? And More still, famous. Okay. 
they would do like worldwide tours. Gotcha. Like stadium sellouts worldwide. Yeah. I mean, they were already doing that. But well, I mean, like the Rolling higher. Stones is the only real contemporary example you can use, and they sell out everywhere they go. Yeah. And they're still a pretty decent show. I saw them in Chicago, yeah. and I enjoyed it. But I'm, and I'm not comparing, but like Ario Speedwagon. That's not the same they thing. They kind of do the same thing, though. That's not the same thing. That <laughs> makes me very upset <laughs> what? that the conversation we just had involves the Beatles no, and talk- Ario Speedwagon. I'm talking about how they, they're doing tours like No, the Rolling Stones is the only contemporary example right. I think I could give for someone that had as much influence, as much popularity, yeah. um, that now is still performing. Mark Strauss is in studio. The Beatles wouldn't tour. Well, because they stopped touring they way stopped, back. They hated it. Yeah, they right. would only cr- cut albums. Yeah. When, and but, George Harrison does not did not like live performance see but the problem though today mark is most musicians can't make money just recording stuff the beatles can you think so even today's day and age they would sell actual physical cds to make enough money yeah they'd figure out a way to do it that was unique but you know when you talk i qualified that when i told you that because if they wouldn't have broken up and maybe they do a reunion tour. Sure. But if they wouldn't have broken up, we wouldn't have gotten all the great stuff we ended up getting out of them individually. Out of Lennon specifically and well, McCartney. Well, I don't think Harrison would ever have grown into what he became. Sure. I think I think you're right about all that. It would be interesting, though, if they were all still around today because the impact of them. I mean, this is the conversation people are now having about Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, having having been someone we lost at a young age, might be remembered better and might be remembered as a more impactful, even though he's one of the best players ever to play the game, his legacy might be enhanced, unfortunately, by the fact that he died young, and that might be true for Lennon. If well, they were still making music today, would it be the same influential stuff that all the things they made You have to were? understand that you're viewing it from the time, for example, you're, you're viewing John Lennon in a very finite sense, in other words, until he died. If you yeah. prolonged his life... Uh, you have no idea the the other bands he might have been a part of, the other music he may have helped to create, the influence that he would have personally had on other musicians who he would have interacted with and maybe performed with. Uh, It's really hard to quantify an answer to the question you're you're asking. No, I know that. Because you're doing it in a a very finite way. Prism. The the only thing that's unfair to also throw into this conversation, if we actually are envisioning the Beatles still all being around, Yoko Ono does make stuff on her own sometimes. It's not good things. If Yoko were <laughs> yeah, still if Yoko were still influencing yeah. a John Lennon, I do get scared that some of the stuff he'd be putting out every so often might be more more Yoko-y than I'd want it to be. Uh, oh nope, that guy just hung up on me. Uh, but I had a caller calling Yoko. in for a second. Yeah, Yoko. <laughs> she needed to make. Have you heard any of the new things Yoko Ono put out? No. They it's, are they are uh, experimental. Is it's what bad. you call it. They are, I don't know what the other words for it would be. I was at the barber shop the other night, and they played that. The Yoko Ono thing? thing? Low-key, it kind of hits. No, it does not. Yes, it, it does. low-key does not hit at all. <laughs> yes, it does. For anyone that doesn't know what he's yeah. saying, he's saying that surprisingly it's good. Right. That is, is not accurate. Su- the beat is good. I'm glad that I just explained low-key to people on Thank the radio. You, you yeah. got it every so often. Yeah. Uh, but all right, I'll take another break. Uh, 829-2345. I'm going to play Avril Lavigne. At some point, because it's what I want to see right. come back. Avril's not the same person, man. She was good at one point. Yeah. It's wrong to talk about what Avril. I think John Lennon would have thought of Trump. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. He's telling us tonight, snow showers. It's snowing currently, uh, becoming moderate to heavy at times. Accumulation is going to be between three and six inches throughout the evening. Uh, several inches seem like they're falling right now. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be morning snow, slick roads, snow ending before noon, high of 30. 
Friday, mostly cloudy, high of 32. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high of 33. 26 degrees currently at Radio Bloomington. This CD is one that I wore out by accident because it's the only CD I brought on a road trip. So my new question, 829-2345, if you could only bring one CD with you on a road trip that lasts 10-plus hours, what would it be? Again, I didn't choose this one, but this is the one that I got. All out of my control, I'm a mobile. That's Avril Lavigne. The song is mobile. I know all those words. I haven't heard this song in years. You've heard it, though? I've heard it. Okay. When I was like five. I'll do the... Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> what? That hurts the team. <laughs> no, I... How many years difference? 11 between us? There's 11 years between right. the two of us. Uh, You're 23. Sure. Yeah. I'm 34 years old. So, yeah. So when Avril was a big deal, when I was a child, you were not alive yet. No. That makes me feel old. No. That makes me very sad. This you know who's better than that, though? Who? The, there's a duo Several team. Several people? It only just came together for one song. Okay. And <laughs> it's somebody that you wouldn't think they would go together. Yeah, who's that? Tim McGraw and Nelly. <laughs> I love that you threw this out there. Tim McGraw and Nelly did make a song. They it, did. Yeah. One song. Yeah. And... You know, they only came together one time for one song, and it was actually really good. It was a jam over and over again is what was called. I heard on like the, right? uh, the ums ums station down the uh Don't do that. Don't steal, don't steal Miller's <laughs> thing. We're not going to call it the ums ums. That's WBNQ, or yeah. are you talking about B104? B104. Yeah, we're, we're going to say their names on oh. this show. We're not going to do the ums ums, oh, but here, okay. here's a little bit of that. Oh no, here he goes. We get in trouble for that on the social media. Yeah, I can't say that. Am I allowed to play this song? Do you know? Do you know if all the words are clean? Uh, I think so because it's it's one of my bump songs. Is it? It's not that bad, man. No, it's really They could make some more music together. I think it's really good. I think they should. Tim McGraw and Nelly, the reunited tour. We need to see it happen. Let's see it happen. 829-2345, 829-2345, load of questions, all right. music related on JBC right now. Yeah. What is a CD you'd take with you if you could only have one for a road trip? Uh, what's a band you wish would get back together, or what's an embarrassing band you liked in high school? Those are the questions. Let me ask you a question. All right, go ahead. If you could, if you could take two singers... <laughs> I don't have enough questions out and there. ...and put them together, who would you pick? Like this, if I could just unite yeah, like two Nelly people... and Tim McGraw. ...that have never worked together... Never worked together. ...make them do a thing. Yes. Has Paul McCartney ever worked with Taylor Swift? Because I'd like to see that happen. I, you know, I don't think that they have, but I, I want to say that they have, but I don't think they have. I'm googling. I'm trying to figure it out. Like uh, googling maybe he on the showed up at like a concert or something. They sang "Shake It Off" together on an episode of the there Jimmy Fallon show. There it is. But that's and, not the yeah. same thing. Well, they performed together. They haven't. No, but they haven't made any music yet. Right. They okay. might. They might make some very interesting music, man. That's true. Who would you put together, beside Nelly and Tim McGraw? Give me Tim McGraw. Uh huh. And. I see that you have a fandom thing here. Right. Well, I love his songs. Do you? His old, like, Indian Outlaw, those old songs, they yeah, were yeah. so good. Uh, I got another caller on the air. Caller, what's your name? John Metzger. John Metzger, what do you want to say? I wanted to say a great duo, and I don't know if you ever saw it or anybody else did. They can comment on it, but it was incredible. Taylor Swift was sw- singing with uh, Def Leppard. Boom. See, that, that sounds awesome. That was that was an incredible set okay. that they did together. It okay. was on, uh, I don't know, MTV or somewhere, but it was beautiful. 
That's awesome. Uh, you know, I've met the Def Leppard people. They performed one time at a at a place that I worked, and I had to go wake the drummer up, uh, the guy with one arm, because he had fallen asleep just before the show. I had to, like, knock on his... It was cool, though. They're very cool people, those guys. Oh, I know they're very, very cool people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that that's and, awesome. Uh, but, yeah, you looked that up online, the uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Def Leppard. That was incredible. I love it. Thank you, man. This is Def Leppard when Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift playing Hysteria together. It's not bad. No, it would be cool to like, like it. Now that we're in this world where like a rapper and a country guy work together and then Taylor Swift is Def Leppard. Like I would love to force two very different types of music to shove them together. together. Yeah, that sounds really cool. We've seen that recently with uh, Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber. That's true. 10,000 Hours is the song. That's not, that's not like two completely different genres yeah, being yeah. forced together. It's kind of weird. Though. Okay. <laughs> Are you just saying you don't like it? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's a hit song. You're just trying to take shots now. No, I heard it on B104 and WBNQ. We're doing a music show, apparently, right. on, on yeah. WJBC today. Uh, after the break, we have news coming up in just a second. I want to talk about this. I saw a story. Uh, there is a Christian activist who will be suing the NFL because of the halftime show. He felt that it was very, very bad, uh, even though it didn't break any FCC regulations, which is something I've said on this very station. And I tried to have what I thought was a respectful conversation where both sides could view their opinions, the side that thought the Super Bowl halftime show was inappropriate and the side that didn't, a side that I'm on. I didn't really think it was inappropriate. Um, I think that a lot of music today, a lot of the stuff you would see in music videos, et cetera, is very similar to what you saw during that halftime show. But there is someone who's going to attempt to um, sue the NFL. The biggest thing he said is that you expect a G or PG halftime show. He has a 12-year-old son, and he doesn't feel that the show was at all in line with that. So we'll talk about that. We'll bring back up the halftime show for just a little bit because I, there's a reason the FCC is a thing, man. Right. There's a reason they exist. Yeah. They exist to fine. They exist to, to prevent things from going too far, and you can complain directly to them, and then they choose what to do with those complaints. That's how that works, by the way. There's not actually like a set of rest of the day today. Cloudy with snow likely. Tonight, snow showers continue, low of 26. Tomorrow, a few a.m. snow showers, total accumulation of about 3 to 5 inches, high of 31. Friday, mostly cloudy and cold, a high of 32. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 27 degrees. I love my listeners every so often. Well, all the time. I love my listeners all the time. I shouldn't say that. But I especially like Angela right now because she just sent another Savage Garden song in and asked me to play it. Uh, apparently, her and I are both big Savage Garden fans. Here you go, Angela. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. Oh, man, High School Craig is so happy that he just played a Savage Garden song with my show intro over it. That was something else. Thank you again to Angela for asking for that. That's a question out there, and I'll have it out the whole show, 829-2345. What's an embarrassing band uh, you liked at one point, maybe when you were younger? Uh, I would love to have some of you guys share, and I'll keep playing the music here. Or just a band you'd like to see get back together that you knew um, you know, you liked when you were younger as well. You liked a long time ago, but uh, they haven't played together in a while, a la ABBA who is getting back together, and I know making my mother very happy today. Uh, in other news, science has determined 
who the most attractive men are. I don't know if it's looking into who the most attractive women are, uh, but for now, right now, all we know is that science has perfected the formula to tell us which guys you're most likely to see in movies, which guys you're most likely to you know, be a fan of for whatever reason, uh, because these are people that science has told us are better looking than the rest of us. Uh, the list is kind of interesting. Number one on the list actually surprised me. Not that I, I seem to be able to tell as well as others, you know, who the best looking dudes are. I get that wrong a lot. My wife makes fun of me a lot when I think that like, or I get confused that she likes certain guys and the way they look, but she married this guy. So <laughs> in all honesty, you know, maybe it's her that has a uh, judgment issues, but Robert Pattinson is the number one most attractive man according to science. I wonder how you even take that, by the way. It's not like the uh, sexiest man or sexiest woman thing uh, award that People Magazine just kind of doles out based on, I don't know, some amount of voting. This is science saying that he has, like, the best features, the golden ratio of features, I guess it's called. Henry Cavill, uh, Cavill is number two on that list. That's the Superman guy who was also in a James Bond movie as a villain, I think. Uh, Bradley Cooper is number three. Brad Pitt, four. George Clooney, five. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine is six. Uh, David Beckham, number seven. Idris Elba, number eight. Kanye. Kanye West made the list as most attractive men, most attractive people. And uh, that uh, surprised me. I didn't know that that was an aspect of people's interest in the Kanye West, that they thought he was good looking. Uh, And then Ryan Gosling rounds out the top ten. Those are the most attractive men, according to science. Again, no, no word yet on whether or not science will be looking into, you know, which women are the most attractive. I'd be a little interested in that. As well, <laughs> I'm not saying I'd be more interested, but it would be nice to have science, you know, look into things equally here. Um, but those, a lot of those names kind of do surprise me. So those are according to science. I don't want to argue with them, though. The scientists, they know a lot of things. Uh, for 20 bucks, I don't know what the fascination is with this. 829-2345. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you, like, hated an ex. If there's just somebody in your past that you dated that you just do not like. And uh, I'm not the kind of guy that's friends with exes, I think that's more popular now uh, than it's ever been. Like to have nice kind of, you know, um, amicable, amicable breakups to, to be buddies still. That's very odd to me. If you can still be friends, you probably could still be dating. So I don't know why you would break up. Why would you be friends with someone that you don't want to see anymore <laughs> in that world? Uh, but I've never wanted to do this kind of stuff. And it's very popular this time of year. Oregon is now getting into the whole like pay us money and our zoo will do something crazy with the name of an ex for 20 bucks, a $20 donation. This zoo in Oregon will name a salmon after your ex, and then they will feed that salmon to a bear. Uh, the bears usually need about 1,000 pounds worth of food, I guess. That is how much they'll be feeding them. Um, so if you really, really hate someone that you at one point uh, were in love with or one point at least liked enough to, to call them a significant other, Uh, Now you can name a salmon, you can name a cockroach, you can name a rat uh, if you go to San Antonio for the zoo there after this person and then watch via live stream as the the object with your ex's name gets fed to a bigger animal. It's such a weird thing. I've heard of the anti-Valentine's Day thing before. I don't know if you have, uh, if that's a, a party you're familiar with, but bars will put it on. They'll do the opposite of whatever the traditional Valentine's Day thing is to get a lot of people in who are, like, angry at love or at least jokingly angry at love. And those are very popular. And then in that same vein, I, I don't know. I mean, Jay Tetzlov might be in later today. I think he's scheduled for 5 o'clock. So maybe I'll ask him if the Miller Park Zoo has ever thought about getting in on this this weird trend 
of naming objects, naming, you know, animals that are going to be fed to bigger animals after X's. And it raises a lot of money, a $20 donation, and they're they're planning on selling a whole lot of salmon. So truthfully, you know, I don't know where the harm is in all this. It's a little odd. I'm not sure that I'd be stoked if you wound up in a relationship with someone who once did this with a different X. That'd be a little weird. Um, but at the same time, like uh, zoos need money. Uh, they need to raise funds somehow. And if this is popular and you want to get in on it, maybe, maybe we think about it. You know, I'm not saying 100% no, but I'm not Jay. I don't have, I don't have any decision-making abilities. So probably it's not something that's coming anytime soon uh, to a zoo near you. One last thing. I mentioned this before the news, so I do want to pay it off. Uh, there is a Christian activist who's known to do things like this, I guess, who will be suing the NFL. His name is Dave Dubermeyer. Uh, he will be suing the NFL because he feels the halftime show is inappropriate. In the lawsuit, he lists this as part of the objection. Uh, or ex- Excuse me, this is actually a communication to his fans saying that he'd like to do the lawsuit. I think we ought to sue is what he says. Would that halftime show, would it have been rated PG? Question mark. Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, was there, was there any warnings that he maybe shouldn't be in the room to see it? Uh, I think we ought to go sit down in a courtroom and present this as evidence of whomever put on the halftime show, the NFL or whoever, and keep them from getting into the kingdom of heaven. That is an exact quote from this guy uh, in his email. Could I go into a courtroom and say, viewing what you put on the screen put me in danger of hellfire? Question mark. Could the court say that doesn't apply here because the right to produce certain types of things overrides your right not to watch it? Yeah, well, you didn't tell me what what was going to happen. So this is an email, a communication he sent to his supporters. He then chose to actually file said lawsuit. And I I just I I am surprised, um, even though I shouldn't be, especially if this is the kind of person who who dabbles in. Um, things that might get him attention as well as things that he might truly believe in. If he truly believes that he's protecting people um, to go to this extreme, to use words like that, preventing people from getting into heaven based on what you saw in a halftime show in an F- NFL basketball game then or NFL football game, then that's the, whatever. Then that's, that's his prerogative, I guess. And I don't think the lawsuit will be successful, of course. But I, I am just surprised that the reaction is so strong uh, this year. Uh, there were a lot of firsts that were valuable in that halftime show. The first time that two Latin performers did the show together uh, with no one else. There were several references, I know, to political things that we do or don't agree with uh, that may or may not have had a place in the halftime show. But none of that makes me angry enough to want to sue. And certainly then the components to it that were racy, the components to it that were suggestive, are not all that different, in my opinion, to what you see at the Grammys or what you see on any kind of music videos you watch right now. And I have been highlighting this. Jennifer Lopez, the one who was probably more suggestive of the two, uh, was recently in a movie about stripping that would then involve the poll that she used during that show. Um, She got award nominations for it. Her role in Hustlers was getting a lot of coverage, so there might have been a reference to that being why she would use that as something to dance with. But even even so, even if she didn't, you know, I, the FCC exists for a reason. I think you got to go to them and say that it's inappropriate. And if it gets to the point where it's a Janet Jackson thing from years ago, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, the Justin Timberlake-Janet Jackson performance that actually did um, wind up with FCC fines, et cetera, because it definitely went beyond whatever standard we have. That's one thing. This was not 
that. So I'm surprised to see today that there's going to be a lawsuit about it, but I probably shouldn't be. In today's day and age, I mean, we still don't even know what's going on in Iowa. We don't even have a winner yet. So many different things happen in this world. Uh, the Senate also, one last quick thing, the Senate is currently voting on the obstruction of Congress charge. So I will get you that information. Very likely the Senate will, will equit, uh, acquit. The Senate will, you know, deem that the president is innocent and he will not be removed from power. So this is something we saw coming when this whole trial started. It won't be surprising. Uh, but that news will be coming on the show. A uh, quick break, a lot more coming on AM. Accounting Plus. Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Hang out with you guys until 6 o'clock this evening. After me tonight, there's going to be ISU basketball against Missouri State. That starts right at 6 o'clock. Uh, after the game, I believe there might be a little bit of Dave Ramsey, too, if you're a fan of him. So stick around uh, throughout the evening tonight. Be a part of all the stuff going on on AM 1230 WJBC. An elementary school is going to get sued by Disney uh, because they put on the Lion King during a fundraising event, and Disney is not okay with that. The fine is only 250 bucks. And actually, I think it was actually they just played the movie. They didn't even put on a show, so they played the movie as part of a fundraiser, and uh, people are, are not happy. Uh, $250 will be snagged out of that fundraising from the PTA because Disney thinks, you know, you can't just show our things. It, it's weird, these stories, uh, because if you know about it from a legal standpoint, which I barely, barely do, and if there's a lawyer listening, 829-2345, I wouldn't hate your expertise on this, uh, but you have to defend the things that you own, the things that you need to protect, like the NFL uh, defending their their you know um, their trademark terms, some of which you may hear us say and not say on these very stations. When the reason that big game is used so often is because you go after the things that you own, and you have to do it in order to protect it. Because once you allow your stuff to start being used willy nilly wherever, uh, then you wind up being incapable of defending it if something big happens. At the same time. It's such a weird look for a, you know, school out of California to throw down a PTA fundraiser trying to, to raise money for the school or for whatever, and they get in trouble because they show the, the Lion King, the, the, you know, the cartoon movie and or the newer one, just there as part of the fundraising event, and people buy tickets or donate or whatever it is they do. Uh, it just winds up being a big, messy problem. So it's, it's a shame that these kind of things have to happen. This is in the news today, though, uh, and the $250 would be a good chunk of the money they raised. They raised about 800 total bucks uh, for the PTA, so they would have to give a, a decent portion of that to Disney just for showing the movie, uh, 829-2345. If you understand this better than I do, uh, please call in and let me know, but I, the way I understand it is how I said they have to defend, even in the smallest of cases. Uh, the NFL even once did this to a church. A church put on a, a showing of the Super Bowl, and the NFL had to sue them because it was a, you know, unsanctioned showing and they were very upset about it. So that kind of stuff happens all the time. It's just uh, unfortunate when it when it happens like this. It seems like a, a thing that Disney wouldn't need that 250 bucks. They can they'll they'll be just fine without it. And the PTA having only raised 800 probably just Brian Walder weighing in rest of today. The day today, cloudy with snow likely. Tonight, snow showers continue a low of 26. Dangerous conditions, so be careful out there. Tomorrow, a few a.m. snow showers as well. Total accumulation is going to be 3 to 5 inches, a high of 31. Friday, mostly cloudy and cold, a high of 32. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 27 degrees. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show. 
1230 WJBC. I thought this story was interesting. Uh, and by the way, you can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show, or the WJBC Facebook page. I have asked the question, what album would you take if you could only have one for a long road trip? Let's pretend you can't stream music anymore. What would it be? Uh, Ken answers on Facebook that it would be the Beatles Blue album. Uh, that would be the one he would take with. So you can answer that question there. I'll read those answers throughout the show and maybe even play some of that music uh, because I once did that. I once as a kid only had one CD, didn't have any other way to play music, didn't want to borrow any of my family's music because I had better taste in them, even though the CD doesn't represent that. So I did the entire trip. And now I know to this day every lyric to every song in that one album because, well, I played it several times uh, to myself. This story uh, made me laugh. A Singapore couple recently visited Wuhan, China. Uh, they're now under quarantine for the coronavirus because lots of people who were in Wuhan are. And that's not that didn't make me laugh. Uh, but what did is that Mr. and Mrs. Yu uh, were getting married. They were getting married, actually, I guess, this past weekend. And they didn't want to cancel the wedding, even though they're the only two that went to this area, the only two that wound up under quarantine. Their families, everybody they invited, friends, whatever, all still capable of going. The only people who couldn't attend, bride and groom. So what did they do? They were very technology savvy, very 2020 about the whole thing. They decided to live stream in to their wedding and their reception. No word if that's like allowed. I don't know if uh, like religion would be okay with that, et cetera. I don't know how that all works. And they, they got married in, in Singapore, so I don't know what, you know, even how they did the wedding. Um, but if you had like a priest on live stream and everybody there in the church on live stream, does that, uh, my grandmother might need to tell me this. Does that count? Is that good enough? Uh, but they did it, the entire wedding. And even the reception, they put up a giant big screen, and they had cameras pointing out to the crowd, and they sat at the head table, air quotes, with the giant big projection of the two of them. Uh, during the ceremony, they thanked everyone for coming to the wedding, even though they couldn't be there. Uh, they said, thank you for coming to our wedding. We are really sorry we couldn't enjoy this wonderful moment there with you in person, but we are still very happy to see that you all are here. Um, would you do it that way? 829 Two, three, four, five. Weddings are a huge undertaking. I know. I got married one time. Um, hopefully only the one time. Knock on wood. The wife seems happy so far. Uh, we got married in Mexico, so we did a destination wedding too. And a lot of planning went into that whole thing. It was very difficult. And so day of, or even like week before, whatever, uh, for this, maybe even a month before, you find out that you can't go for a reason like having to be under quarantine, but everybody else can do you just blow the whole thing up and say, you know what, we'll try again when we can make it? Or do you do this? Do you do? It's very considerate, I would argue, that they went this road. That a lot of people probably ask for time off if it winds up being a, a traveling destination for some of the people. You know, weddings are a big deal. You, you do a lot of things to go to the, the weddings for people in your family and, and friends that you really care about. And so it's, it's a lot of work, even to just attend one sometimes. And so I think it was very considerate of these two people that they said, you know what, we'll just do the whole thing via live stream. We won't get to have cake. We won't get to have, you know, all the stuff that you guys get to enjoy, but we'll still do the wedding. Um, I think it's a really cool move. I really like this idea. But at the same time, I wouldn't have been shocked if they had called it off. Uh, I love to do Bridezilla stories on this on this show. I don't know why they entertain me so much, but they do. They just do. And if there were Groomzilla stories, I'd do them too. They just don't exist as much for some reason. Um, but I'm sure they're out there. I'll look harder for them. Um, but this is the exact opposite of that situation. This is no demands whatsoever, including we can't even go to our own wedding, but let's still have it. 
because all the family's going to go. They all have ability to go. So, so why cancel if it's just for us, the people getting married? Uh, I love the story. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, the number one thing that people want for Valentine's Day, what do you think it is? It's different for men and women. I don't, I don't think I need to tell you what the number one thing men want for Valentine's Day is because you might be able to get there on your own. But the number one thing that women want apparently is chocolate. Uh, I don't know if that's surprising. It doesn't sound like it should be. But I thought flowers would be higher on that list. Uh, I got to be honest, if it were me picking between two things, you would think that like flowers have more longevity than food. Uh, not that I've ever wanted either for my own Valentine's Day giving, but I give those types of things to my wife all the time, and she loves the flowers. And Casey's Garden Shop and Florist is a really good place to go for that kind of stuff, just mentioning it, throwing it out there. And I'm sure they've got the candy too. But if you could only have one thing for Valentine's Day, I am surprised that the, the go is chocolate first uh, because that also doesn't really feel special. I could just go get a chocolate bar at any time that I want one. I mean, I'm not trying to rip on chocolate. I'm sure we probably have, you know, people who sell that quite diligently, too, and it's very important. But just the, the rose or the flat, they, that feels holiday-y. When I think of a Valentine's Day, I don't think of, you know, candy and cards first. I, I think of flowers. But maybe maybe I'm naive in all this, 829-2345, maybe to help me out. Uh, what are some other things that men would like for Valentine's Day outside of the, the thing that lands in the number one spot? Apparently a card. I, my wife makes these like really lovely cards for like our anniversaries, for my birthday. She writes like so many things in them, and we save them for years. They're so considerate. She's an incredible human. Uh, but if that's not what you were doing, if you weren't going above and beyond to fill up every piece of open space in a card with like meaningful, thoughtful things, I'm surprised that the dudes even want that that much. Number four on the list was booze, and number five was electronics, and I'd love that. If we started celebrating Valentine's Day in a way where, like, a dude could get, like, a TV, that sounds awesome. Uh, some of the other ones on the list for women, too, I should mention those. Uh, jewelry, a spa day, that seems like a really good idea. A spa day or even just, you know, gifting them uh, some things like, you know, giving them a break from any of the tasks they do, any of the stuff they do on a daily basis, maybe doing some chores that are normally theirs, maybe picking up a Merry Maids or somebody to do some of those chores. Those kind of things make sense, too. If they're, if they're hers and not yours, uh, depending on who does what in the house. There's a lot of things I think you could do that could go above and beyond the chocolate, uh, but a spa day, jewelry, flowers, a card, or things women's, women want beyond chocolate, and men, the card, the chocolate, booze, electronics, and that one other thing. Uh, quick break, a lot more. AM BBC. You're listening to The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Romney, only Republican to vote to convict Trump. Uh, That is breaking news right now. So Trump is acquitted of the charges um, that existed during this trial, the impeachment trial. So and Romney, again, as as predicted, was the only Republican to vote in the opposite direction. A very partisan vote, um, which is not surprising at all. But that that ends one of the like non-news stories of the last few weeks that we all like we all barreled toward the ending knowing what was coming including the people who did it um and speaking of that real quick i haven't mentioned this yet uh but if you did notice at the uh state of the union last night uh nancy pelosi pelosi decided to rip up the speech afterward uh and this is now like a thing i think uh each year she finds a way to sort of kind of or maybe not so sort of kind of object to the things that are said uh, if you remember last year, she did the sideways clap 
uh, while kind of like half-heartedly smirking and smiling. And this year, it's the rip-up of the speech. Um, people are on all different sides. There's, you know, obviously people who support the president, people who don't. I, I don't know what everybody thinks about the ripping up of the speech move. It's not necessarily, you know, super over the top. Uh, it's not like throwing stuff at a guy, which I've now heard might be the move next year, bring like a tomato with. Um, but at least for this year, I am curious what people thought of, of seeing that at the tail end of the speech. Uh, a lot of people accuse the president, people who don't support him, obviously, of lying a lot during the speech. A lot of people that do support him thought that it was a very presidential speech, thought that he did a great job. So people are on both sides of the aisle as far as, and again, not surprising at all, as far as how good or bad the speech was. And then Nancy, one of the most public of the Democrats right now, um, does the the rip up from behind. And I, I don't know. Um, what would you think if like a teacher did that, by the way? <laughs> like what if one of the kids in class gave a speech in a speech class and the teacher right at the end just ripped it up? Uh, you wouldn't feel very good for that kid. His chances would not be great. And I think that's in Nancy Pelosi's mind what she's doing. She's saying to her party, saying to everyone that we do not approve of the message that was just given. Uh, but I also heard this. I love this joke, actually. Uh, I heard it from somebody. What happened the other night would be akin to firing someone and then being interrupted by a celebration of their birthday party at work uh, because the Democrats tried to fire the president of the United States. They impeached him and they tried to fire him. And even though it had not concluded yet, that uh, took place today with the Senate acquitting the president. Um, he rolls in there and gives a speech in front of the people who attempted to fire him. So the only comparable would be if you were halfway through the meeting that's canning a guy and then the rest of the office bursts in with the cake and the candles and starts singing happy birthday and you got to go through that. That is a very good comparison uh, actually made by Trevor Noah uh, that I liked a lot because that that is what happened and that is where all this anger and this animosity must be in all these different corners, man. Uh, but so much of this is so political and so partisan right now uh, that it's a shame. Um, and I will keep saying that on this very station without trying to take a shot aside that I, I think that if you impeach a guy, you need support from the other side of the aisle to really feel good about it. Because what we don't want is what we saw over the last few months. Uh, we don't want to see one side hating someone uh, and one side loving someone and just being so separate in their opinions that, you know, we get fully partisan voting Every time, every time uh, we do anything like that. I don't want to see another president get impeached if everyone on the other side of the aisle are going to be the only people to vote for it. I, I, I want to now reserve impeachment. I beg of the world, I beg of our country to reserve this type of move for situations where you have support from both sides of the aisle. Um, and I, I don't know if the Democrats believed they were going to get it. I'm not sure. I, I, I always want to believe people um, and what they say. So if they believed that that investigation was going to prove to Republicans that they needed to vote to impeach way back when it was being seen in the House, uh, then fine. Then go through the whole process. And when you realize they're not uh, coming on board, that they still are convinced of their position, uh, even if you disagree, even if you think that they're just convinced of their position because they're the ones that are denying the truth, you know, and I'm not saying who is or isn't. I, I again, don't really care. Um, I'm more convinced now than ever that the biggest problem is just how separated we are. And I'll keep saying that if someone comes along who can unite all of us, uh, runs for some you know new party, the party of unity, I will kumbaya with that guy or girl and probably vote them into office. Or Well, I'd try. They probably wouldn't make it. But that's, that's my take now. After seeing this whole process play out and kind of knowing the entire time what was going to happen, 
from start to finish, that it would be one of the most partisan things I've ever seen on both sides. I I would just like something different to happen. But uh, if you saw the State of the Union last night, you saw that Nancy still seems very upset. I don't know if they're going to try to impeach him again. If the guy wins re-election, they may very well try to impeach him again because you're already hearing the narrative that there's new stuff that wasn't there's new witnesses there's new things we didn't hear about so maybe we go back through the whole process one more time i don't know i wouldn't want to see that happen caller what's your name this is brian i was just curious to where if anybody any republicans did anything like that during obama's state of the union because to me it's not about the man it's about the position sure whether you know you know i mean that's yeah. not your that's not her place to make that statement in my opinion I can't, I can't to say that I remember the reactions every yeah. single time, but what I would say is that I remember, you know, Democrats applauding, standing, you know, being happy, and Republicans sitting and, and not, which is something we saw a lot of last night. But no, I yeah, can't remember. We yeah, we on that end. I mean, teach their own on that. Exactly. You know, not happy with it. Sit there, mind your own business. Right. Don't um, sit there and rip up a bunch of papers like exactly. you're a 12-year-old little girl. To you, know? your <laughs> you, didn't get, you didn't get the love letter you wanted the day before. You, you, right. You know? Right. Well, you to your point. up with the president. Exactly. You know? To your point, Brian, I, I cannot remember where people were doing uh, stuff like that uh, to Obama or anybody else. But thanks for calling me. I got more calls. I'm going to transition. Um, yeah, but you can call back later on the show because I still want to hear about how you're uh, – I know you are going to weigh – oh, he was going to weigh himself again. I want to hear how his dieting is going. Uh, caller, what's your name? Greg, hi. My name's Jeff. Jeff, what do you want to say? I like your little slip-up, maybe. Maybe it was unintentional, but you said, what will Nancy Pelosi do next year? Yes. If Nancy Pelosi does it next year, that means we've re-elected Trump, and you've made me a happy man. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're right. That is a, a slip-up in a sense, but um, I I can say that. I do think Trump will get re-elected. I don't want to say whether or not I'm, I'm happy about that because I'm supposed to be in the middle on all this, uh, but I, I do... I do think that's the way we're going. I mean, honestly, if we talk about that for a quick second, Joe Biden was supposed to be the biggest threat to him. This mess in Iowa, uh, the biggest takeaway for me right now is how poorly Joe did. So if, if he is still the biggest threat to the to the reelection of a Donald Trump, that seems to not be a thing that's going to continue to be a problem uh, for one President Donald. It doesn't appear to be early. Right. Uh, but I do agree with you 100 percent. I am a very staunch conservative Republican. Gotcha. But we need moving community somehow, we need somewhere, to. sometime down the road. Honestly, and look, if we have another inquiry again um, from another president on either side of the aisle, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell people not to do. If you feel like you know that you know we're going to go through this process and you're going to convince the guys on the other side of the aisle to vote with you, then fine, go through it again. But what I wish would have happened is after the inquiry was over, before they, they voted on whether or not to impeach the guy, the Democrats had huddled together and decided we, we have to have more Republican support just because it says something for our country to have people on the other side. And when they're not there, just say, you know what, in the Senate it's not going to go the way we want anyway, so we're, we're going to wash our hands of this. Um, I would be okay with that on either side of the aisle if that's what I see. But right now this feels to me like we're just going to keep seeing people impeached by the other side of the aisle, and whoever has power. I mean, let's say it this way, too, um, and I'm thrilled you're still on the phone. Um, if Democrats had had control of the Senate, too, do you think he's found guilty? If they had had enough oh. control? Oh, yeah, he would have been 100% found guilty. Right. Is that okay to say that in our day and age, in our um, you know current world of politics, 
that the only determining factor as to whether or not a guy is removed from office and or convicted of, of you know, doing things that would be high crimes and misdemeanors is what party all the people inside our, our government houses are? That, that shouldn't be the way it works. People should care about, like, facts. Uh, they shouldn't care as much about, wait a minute, is he, does he have a D like me? He doesn't? Okay, I'm going that way. Or the opposite. And that, it just feels yeah, so much now like it's just, it's just about what, who's on my team, you know? And rewriting the rules as we go. Exactly. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate the call. You're um, welcome, Craig. i got to take another break. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. And look, I don't want people to think that that makes it sound like I'm, I'm conservative and a Republican and all on one side and like supporting the president. I will say this to delve even further into the waters of like my own opinion. I don't think the Ukraine call was good. I think it was bad. I think it was not perfect at all. Far from uh, perfect. Um, but I've said on this very show that high crimes and misdemeanors is the standard to impeach a guy. You have to do something that is that is so far in abuse of power um, that it that it's just you need to remove a person for fear of what they would do. And I know that a lot of people who don't support President Trump feel like it is exactly that, that what took place. But personally, for me, I'm I'm not convinced like many of the Republicans weren't convinced that it that it rose to that level because several Republicans did say, yeah, no, it was it was bad. It wasn't what he said. It wasn't perfect. The guy is certainly, you know, not being honest entirely about how good or bad the call is and asking a foreign power to to look into the to the ongoings of your of a potential, you know, um, um, political rival. None of that's good. Uh, but at the same time, like impeachment, when it was created, I don't think necessarily was to to prevent a phone call like that. I think it was pre- to prevent far, far worse. And that's why you need both sides of the aisle to be in on it in order to go through the process and not have uh, what we have now. All right, I got to take a break. A lot more. Uh, looking for a newer used vehicle at a low price, then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make your customers happy with their great selection, low prices, and outstanding services. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. From Brian Walder, our chief meteorologist at ABC, cloudy with snow likely today. Uh, yes, currently happening. Check. Uh, snow showers continue tonight, low of 26. Tomorrow, a few a.m. snow showers. Total uh, snow accumulation, 3 to 5 inches, high 31. Friday, mostly cloudy and cold, a high of 32. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 26 degrees and snowing. We go down now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC, Jeff Collins gets me. Uh, We're not related. Craig Collins, Jeff Collins, not related. Uh, But he said the one CD, the one album he'd bring with, if he had a a trip that he had to take and you couldn't stream anymore, all those options out the window, you can only bring one eight-track, whatever you want it to be. Uh, He picked The River by Bruce Springsteen. Yes, uh, amen, Jeff Collins. i got a bunch of other responses on social media, so I'm going to read through some of those. Uh, If you want to answer the question, go to facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. Uh, that post has actually also been shared by WJBC, so you can go to the WJBC Facebook page as well. Either one. If you like my page, though, I wouldn't hate it, the Craig Collins Show page. Um, I already said this one before, but Ken Foster said the Blue Album from the Beatles, which is kind of cheating because it's a collection of songs over a course of years. I said no mixtapes, but fine, Blue Album it is. Garth Brooks, any live album from Kevin, or even the Eagles, Hotel California might work. Uh, Danita said Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, one of the best-selling albums of all time. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Echo, that's from Tasha. Uh, as I said, Jeff Collins gave Bruce Springsteen great answer. 
Anne-Marie uh, Min said uh, in excess, any album, that she's fine with that, uh, which is awesome. That's a pretty cool take. Uh, Lori Gibson, Patsy Cline, Greatest Hits. See, again, I don't know if that can count, though, Lori. Greatest Hits is not like an album they made for the sake of album. I was kind of hoping we went, you know, more just one, you know, studio album as is, not a collection of great. But fine, Lori, you know, you that's a CD. You win. Uh, they Might Be Giants, Apollo 18 from Chip. Eagles Hotel California got two votes. Joe said that as well on Facebook. Uh, Skinnerd, Golden Platinum from Troy. I would have a great car trip, uh, a road trip with Troy, I think. Uh, Lois, Dave Clark, five greatest hits. Not fair, totally. Eagles Hell Freezes Over from Connie. Uh, Beatles White Album from Brian. Uh, Marita said Chicago, and that's it. Uh, Brett uh, said the young year, the good year pimps. More songs about drugs and curse words. Uh, Michael went Pet Sounds. Great album pet sounds one of the best ever actually so that makes sense uh caller what's your name john john you want to answer this I'd, question i would uh just skip the album and listen to the craig collins show oh there we go john if i had a prize i would give it to you right now i, I don't even mind admitting that on the air i've got no prizes okay. but i love that i wish i did uh john what would you let's be honest though if it was something else not my show what would it be it would be Simon and Garfunkel concert in Central Park. Okay, there you go. Next time you call in, John, I'm going to try to remember the voice. Do my best to try to get you a tchotchke or something, but thanks for calling in, man. Uh, caller, what's your name? Hi, it's Jill. Jill, what do you want to say? Uh, Litter Skinner, Vicious Cycle. Yeah, see? We could go on a car trip. Uh, no problem, Jill. Absolutely. We can We can hit up, like, uh, the Cardinals, whatever it is, multiple hours trip. We can make it happen. I love that answer. Uh, no Cardinals, Cubs, please. Okay, Cubs, that's fine. It's a shorter distance, though. Uh, but, okay, that works. Thank you for calling in. Uh, that's the question. If you had to bring just one album, if your phone blew up, if there was no way, uh, and you couldn't listen to the Craig Collins show, which, by the way, John throwing that answer out. John likes you a lot. That was well done. Well, he knows how to curry favor, oh. at the very least. Yeah, that's I one. wish I had tchotchkes. This is the moment where I'd love to give him, like, a Craig Collins hat oh. or some kind of thing, oh. you know? Yeah. I got none of that stuff. Well, I have a co- I have Okay, I have some stuff. Maybe, I, maybe I'll figure that out. Maybe I, I have a company. What do you not want in your house you could give away? Just give away my things? Yeah. That's the best idea you've ever had. You have an extra Alexa. That's a great... I'm just going to give people my stuff. That you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's hilarious. What's the budget for the Craig Collins show? Not high. Mm. I'm giving away my own things on the air. Uh, I mean, it ain't right? good, but... What did what? you win? Well, I got a shoe from a radio host. I don't I know why I gave chandelier? it. <laughs> I got I got a used light bulb. It's a new promo. Right. That's all I got. It's a new thing. <laughs> win Craig's stuff. I like it. I, I do not. I'm not going to have stuff. <laughs> well... But John, that's fine. John gets at least right. a shoe. Uh, by the way, real quick, I mentioned... Sh- I don't know why I keep saying shoes, uh, but this is a thing. And I don't know if I told you this, Blake... Uh, my mother had, like, packed up her, her Craig Collins memorabilia. I don't know why she did that. Hmm. Like, all the stuff that I had as a kid that I left around the house and had just been, like, in storage. And she wanted me to have it all. I think I had mentioned a trophy or something on the show that I won as a kid. Uh, most improved player. My third grade year in basketball. Most Not, improved means you sucked at the no, beginning. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Whoa. I thought it was going to be MVP because at the end I was the best player on the oh, team. Oh, right. But mm-hmm. at the beginning I wasn't, so I got the most improved. Oh, yeah. But I won MVPs later in life, but that mm. was that was my best right. trophy. Yeah. So she sent me all my things, and uh, there was a pair of Michael Jordan shoes, um, Air Jordans from, I don't know, 90, ugh, 96, I think. Oh. They're the, the white and red one with the little like the little 3D kind of Michael Jordan Jumpman thing. In the bubble? It's in the bubble. Yeah. It's a sweet shoe. That's worth some money. I think it is. I think it could be. Uh, my wife is now very determined to have it 
you know, fixed, and then she's going to start rocking them. My child, she fits. Same exact shoe size. Ooh. My size 5 or whatever it was that I was when I was 10 is her current foot size. She could take it to Adrian Shoes and Repair. That's what I was thinking. We got to take it to Adrian Shoes and Repair. I, I hope they can remodel the, the Jordan shoe, mm-hmm. you know, get it all back to, like, regular factory settings, and then Betty's going to start wearing it around town. It'll be a very odd thing, by the way, to have her wear my childhood shoe. Why? I, well, I treated those shoes like they were the the most important possession you'd ever given me. Well, they're Jordans. I know. I would, like, put them in a, in a specialized case and bring them to my basketball games. It was, it was very no extreme. No wonder why you got most improved. Well, hey, now. <laughs> by fifth grade, I was the best. Yeah. By in third grade, well, oh. I was improved. Right. I was a little shy on the court at Can first. Can you get an MVP in fifth grade? Yeah, you do. You win MVPs throughout, man. Oh, I yeah. was, I'm the best at everything. So I, How can you be the best at fifth grade? I don't know. There, I was the best of the kids. You color in the lines or outside the lines? I, it, basketball. There was, oh, a, there was a test involved. That, that changes. Though. Yeah, okay, there. Okay. I, I didn't just get MVP of fifth grade. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> right. At the end of the year, they're like, without explaining it, we don't want to, we're using sports partially, education partially. The MVP of this year... Craig. Craig. That would be the I best. Like him. Yeah. He gets a shoe. I don't know. Wait, just one. Yeah. yeah just one from somebody else's <laughs> right. closet. Man, that's such a good idea. I'm tempted to do that. I throw things out. I, I think management is not thrilled at the fact that my brain just sort of spews out ideas right, right here instead of like in not the back the room. Best thing, but it's not who the best cares? approach. Right. I'm going to shovel somebody's yard. I think that might be tomorrow. It seems like with the snow happening, I might have to shovel somebody yeah, out tomorrow. Be a cold one. But that's a prize I gave away in January. So I don't hate giving people the things I own. <laughs> I want a chandelier. <laughs> I'm serious. I got a blender from the guy on the radio. Is it a ninja? I don't, yeah, I, I have a ninja. Oh, I don't want to give that that's out. That's worth some money. I don't want to give away the ninja. Oh. <laughs> so, this is the craziest thing. I'm going to put, can I put my sticker on it or something at least? So like yeah, they, like okay. a bumper sticker. Yeah, the worst tchotchke ever won in radio history would be right here on the Craig Collins Show. A few more answers oh. to my question, by the way, on social media is, and again, Facebook.com, Craig Collins Show, to tell me an album you'd take on a trip if you could only have one. Um, Barb said any Broadway show, any of them. And if she couldn't pick Broadway, Steely Dan, which made me very Ooh. happy. Uh, Led Zeppelin, any album from Sue. Pearl Jam 10 is a good call from Adam. And Jeremy said Frank Zappa, Lather, which is also a pretty good call. Uh, lots of good answers out there. Keep answering. I'll keep saying them. Um, out of all these ones, though, I'm going to probably be partial to the boss myself. Uh, but I am from Jersey. And I said this actually happened to me twice. I did it in high school when I had the Avril Lavigne tape, and then I did it as a little kid with a, a cassette tape when I had just the uh, the Beach Boys. It wasn't Pet Sounds. It was the greatest hits. But twice I took car trips with just one album, and you get really familiar with the album if you right. keep listening to it uh, because that's what we all did. When we took trips, and have you done a lot of like car trips yeah. with the family? Yes. When you do it with the family, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because... You're, you spend all the time together. You're not having profound conversations the way you might hope to have with, like, a buddy who you haven't, you know, right. when you're getting close. So we all just put on our headphones and listen to our own stuff. We can't do that. Why not? Because we have to argue about politics for <laughs> five hours. But that's what Thanksgiving is for. As soon for. as it gets real quiet in the car, right when you're down the interstate, it says, well, did you hear Trump speak? And then it just <laughs> it just blows up. You have people on yeah. opposite sides in yeah. the fam? Okay. It's a family divide. See, that's not great. It's like um, Cardinals and Cup fans. I think you gotta. I think from now on, depending on the size of the vehicle, if it's like a, a van, biggest size, you gotta pick yeah. people with the same politics. You can't have they sit in the front row, right? And then the other one sit in the. You could, 
I think you vote family members off the team for a field oh. trip, a, a car trip of some kind. You just open the door and kick them out. Maybe you do two cars. Maybe you do the, the Democrats <laughs> and the Republicans, <laughs> and you drive down separate. <laughs> what about the Libertarians? Well, you can make, maybe somebody can get a like, wagon in the back <laughs> to pull the one Libertarian right. at most that's part of your right. family. He can get a sidecar on a motorcycle. That's all he gets. A buggy. Yeah. <laughs> A buggy. It's like, so many uh, Democrats are in a, in a minivan. The Republicans are in like a kind of nice sports car. And then the Libertarian took the buggy with the Amish the guy. Buggy. That's the. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like a motorcycle buggy. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, like the I thought you meant thing. a horse and carriage. No. I thought you were sending one dude on the trip. No. <laughs> There's no better way to right. insinuate to a family member that they need to change something about themselves mm-hmm. than to let their. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and this is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Snow showers likely throughout the rest of the day today, and we'll see that snow continue overnight tonight. Otherwise, cloudy and cold. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow will be in the mid-20s, and snow showers should be tapering off by about mid-morning tomorrow, though we could see a couple of lingering flurries or a stray light snow shower at times. High temperature tomorrow right around 32 degrees, and total snowfall accumulations over the next 24 hours will be about 3 to 5 inches. Snow is gone for Friday, but we're staying cloudy and cold. High temperatures once again in the low 30s. And not a whole lot of change as we head into the weekend. High temperatures on Saturday once again in the low 30s with mostly cloudy skies. And temperatures in the mid-30s on Sunday. Highs reaching the upper 30s by the early part of next week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walter, and this is Ray of 1230 WJBC Forecast. Thank you, Brian. Right now it is 26 degrees and snowing at Radio Bloomington. Uh, Michael O'Connor answered my question, what album would you take if you could take just one on a road trip? No streaming, no cell phone. It's you and one. No mixtapes either. Uh, he went with Pump by Aerosmith or Night at the Opera by Queen, which means he would get this song as many times as he wanted to have it played. <laughs> You're listening to The Great Common Show on WJBC. Okay. I could do a road trip with this. I could do uh, Night at the Opera by Queen the entire time. That'd be cool. That's a good song. You get Well, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of many good songs on that album, my friend. So you get... Uh, and you, what was your vote again? If you could have just one album? I like, like Nelly Sweet. <laughs> Nelly the Artist, Sweet the Album. What's so funny? <laughs> Nelly, Nelly, did you wear a Band-Aid in like high school and stuff? Did you no, do that? No, this was the song like wood grain and, and leather. No, it's fine. But did you did you have the cheek Band-Aid because of your Nelly fandom? Did you rock that in high I school? I didn't. I thought okay. about it. Did you? Yeah. Just the, the Band-Aid not covering anything up? Just nope. trying to be cool? Covering all my scars. There you go. Right. Because there's so, there's so many scars right. on a Blake Haas. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's, this is fun. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show or the WJBC Facebook page. They shared my post. Uh, either place, they, by they, I mean me. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I have access like, to both. Who is they? It's I don't know. You and I in the building. It sounds better if it's they. Right. They, they demanded to share my post, but uh, JBC put it up too. So either place you want to go. Uh, oh, by the way, Angela just ripped on Meatloaf. On the, Do you like Meatloaf? I love Meatloaf. He's a great, I don't, don't mean the food. Right. Okay, good. He's a, he's a great musician, man. Yeah. Meatloaf has a lot of really good songs. I was thinking the food. Okay, yeah, no, you were. <laughs> yeah, I you, don't know who Meatloaf is. You don't know who Meatloaf is? No. Oh, we have a huge problem on the show now. <laughs> I don't know who that is. You don't know at all? No no concept. Well, it's a ball of meat. Meatloaf. In the oven. No, 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 you need to stop. <laughs> all the things you're saying need to right. stop. They need to stop forever. You don't know 
Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. This is not a song you're familiar with at all. I, I'm just curious. Uh, the reason I ask this is because one of my favorite roommates in college, yeah. favorite roommates, this guy was great. He was a piano player. The um, MVP of roommates. Well, I was the MVP of roommates. He comes in a close second. <laughs> I was the most improved and the MVP of roommates. He is. He's right. a close second. Um, but so he told me one time, he's like, look, man, there's only one thing in my life that I know. I know that if I go sing karaoke and I do Paradise by the Dashboard Lights and a girl comes up during the song and sings the other part, the, the part that's the duet, mm-hmm. I will marry her on the spot. Oh. Because it's, it's, it's a good song, right. man. It's a, it's a fun, good song. I can't believe you've never... You have no concept of who Meatloaf the singer is? Nope. Eight two nine two three four five. I know it's not a big deal. It's not like he's in the radio hall or the uh, the Rock Hall of Fame, although he might be. Meatloaf might be in it. I don't even know if he's in the hall. Um, but he's he's great, man. I don't know who it is. Okay, here. And okay. I should. I think I should know who. Nothing yet. That's the lady singing, by the way. That's a good song right there. You think so? Never heard it before. He never heard it, not one time. And I feel really embarrassed. No, you should. I don't think you should. I think it's the reason I like this so much is the roommate. Has that ever happened to you before? Have you ever had like a buddy who is just so into something that they eventually, or a a relationship Mm -hmm. that's just so into it that they make you get into it over time? Mm -hmm. Like The Uh, Bachelor right now is something I watch solely for Betty. Right. I had a roommate my sophomore year of college who was an international student. And they had this music that they played every night. I'm not going to say what country they're from because this will give it away and they're probably listening. But they would play the song over and and it was like, I don't know if it was a religious thing or what, but uh-huh. they would play like 30 times a night. <laughs> and it's at one point I went out there, I was like, all right, look, dude. Yeah. We're roommates here. We need, like, we need to pump the brakes on this. We, we got to talk about this. Like, right. Let's do five times in a row, not 30. But you love it now? Like when you hear no, it now, okay. I, I feel like... I would puke. So the exact opposite of what right. I said, actually. Yeah. Your answer was the polar opposite. Right. You're someone played something so much you hate it forever. Yeah. Okay. That's... And it's just like you're laying in bed, <laughs> and it's all quiet, and you just hear that song start over, and you're like, here we go again. How do you feel about Linkin Park? Uh, they're not bad. My brother, so into Linkin Park at one really? point, is so into it, just obscenely into Linkin Park. Old or new Linkin Park? The original, the okay. first stuff. Yeah. Uh, but so into it, man, that he played one one song on repeat, like you said, I hate... Oh, Lifehouse, too, actually. He played a Lifehouse mm. song. I, I hated it so much then, but now it actually brings me joy when I hear those songs. Is I'm that, like, ah. This is the day, Linkin Park? Is that the song? Uh, no. This I, is the day. No, I don't make me do all this. I will right. find it all. Here's a little right. bit more Dashboard. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is a curiosity. Nothing? You got nothing for nope. that? You don't even know who Meatloaf is. I whoa. We got to do another how many hour show. We got to do another hour and oh man. Well, we're gonna have a lot more Meatloaf playing for the bumps. Right. He's a funny guy. His his songs have a sense of humor into them, and that song "Paradise by the Dashboard Lights" has a very different meaning to it than I can explain to you, but not here on the air. Right. Yeah. Paradise happens in all kinds of ways. Yes, it does. Sometimes dashboard lights are involved. Or a cheeseburger in paradise. (laughs) <laughs> this guy. Right. I'm not I'm still not doing the rim okay, shots. I refuse. Fine. All right, we're gonna move on to some other stuff. If you want to answer those questions, they are on the Facebook page. I think this might excite one Blake Haas, so I do want to ask him about it. Wendy's mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Uh it depends. What do they have? 
They're going to have several breakfast items. Um, they're going to debut at about 300 of their 5,800 stores, and then they'll start rolling out more and more. Uh, this starts March 2nd. Uh, the breakfast will go nationwide, I believe, at that time. The menu includes a burger with bacon and egg. Sign me up. A honey chicken biscuit sandwich. A mix of coffee and chocolate and or vanilla frosty ice cream. So you actually get like a a weird kind of combination of those situations. Vanilla or chocolate. Why we got to mess around with it? Oh, can I ask you a a separate thing? Yeah, what's up? Is it just... (laughs) I like like how earnest you're like, yeah, what's up, bud? Yeah. We're we're on the radio. Um, We'll pretend we're not for a second, though. Uh, Do you get uncomfortable when people dip things in the frosty? In the frosty. You ever seen somebody go to the Wendy's and dip, like, say, a French fry in a frosty? It, I have a thing with textures, and we've okay. talked about this before. I know we have. I don't like mushy things. I Right. So when you take a French fry. And you put it in a frosty. And you double dunk it into the. Not a fan. I don't like It's gross. Okay. It's soggy. Now let me ask you a like follow-up. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Okay. This actually went viral one time at a tennis. I think it was at like Wimbledon. Somebody was doing it, and like they saw it in the stands, and everybody got upset. But I've done this for years, and I love it. I think it's great. And you got to go chocolate, although a lot of people would say to go vanilla frosty um, mm. if they say to go either. But I say go chocolate. Yeah. Chicken nugget in frosty. Consume a it together. A Wendy's nugget? Or a Wendy's we chicken nugget. Like a Culver's nugget here. No, we're talking a Wendy's chicken nugget. Okay. Um, I usually go plain, but you can go spicy if you need to. Uh, okay. But either of those two varieties. Do you have sauce? I do not. I actually, the, the way it always goes, the way I, oh, every time I've ever ordered Wednesday, Wendy's, this is the conversation in the drive-thru. Hey, can I get a... Do I want to say how many boxes? Can I get a <laughs> Wendy's frosting and a double no, no. bacon burger? <laughs> no. I, can I get four boxes of Wendy's chicken you nuggets? Get four boxes? I do, man. And it used how many to, nuggets is There that? used to be five. Now there's only four. But I feel fat if I ask for five. So I still <laughs> go with four. I still you do four. four. And I sometimes I do the thing that, that we all are, are you know a victim to. I pretend there's other people in the car yeah. every so often. I'm like, can I get two? What was that? A four boxes of chicken nuggets. Yeah, there's four of us in the car here. <laughs> you can't see them all. They're here, I promise. No, but I get four Wendy's chicken nugget boxes, and then I ask for the Frosty, and the person on the other line always goes, and what sauce would you like? And I go, no, no, no. Uh, and what sauce would you like with that? <laughs> no no sauce needed. Uh, I'm going to dunk in the Frosty. Oh, you say I'm going to dunk. Yeah, I say it to them, and they're like, uh, uh, what, 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 what was that? <laughs> uh, this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> Mike's still on, bud. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but they, it's, always, it's always the same conversation. Right. Uh, no, I, I have the sauce already. It's the Frosty. And then there's some like, reaction of that makes no sense. And then I pull around. And that's the, that's the whole encounter. Do they give you a look? No. By that time, they've accepted it. When they're at the, when they're at the window, they're jarred. But um, when they see there's only one person in the car. Right. Well, that's a different thing. <laughs> then they think I'm insane. They, they definitely think I'm insane when there's one person in the car and I'm dunking into a Frosty. Right. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, Norma. Norma, what do you want to say? I don't know if you guys watch Saturday Night Live, but they I had do. a skit on just this last Saturday about a guy who's ordering a whole bunch of food for himself, but um, <laughs> he doesn't want to seem like a glutton. Uh huh. So there's like blow up people that you can buy. <laughs> I didn't see that, that one. Happen- to have in the room with you or in the car with you to say, oh, oh yeah, here's my friends. We're all ordering. That's hilarious. They, they're they not convincing people, though, obviously. It's just blow-up people. Right. So that's I might try that, though. That's a great idea. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. I think I should do that, probably. Although, I, is four yeah. boxes inappropriate? No. Can we do that question? Let's change the question. Okay. 829-2345. One guy 
I'm what, 160, 170 pounds, something in that range, yeah. I think, when I check. Lean and thin. Am I lean and thin? I, I feel like muscular. I could lose a little more weight. No, you're muscular. <laughs> I don't think I'm muscular either. Uh, I'm, I'm not six feet, although I claim to be. Right. I'm like 5'10". You yeah. think, wait, why did you still do a look? Well, I didn't do a look. You did a look. I did a... Okay, I think I'm 5'10 and a half. Yeah, that's fine. I think I'm almost 5'11". Sure. What are you doing here? What does your here? license say? Do you lie on it? Uh, my license might say six feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the basketball thing, and I talked about this right when I first got the job, the basketball thing that we'd send to the other team, because you mm-hmm. usually send them a little like list of the players. Right. Uh, when I was in college, because uh, I was on the team, which is cool to brag about, even though if you make me go out and play, I'm not... <laughs> As good as you think, it wasn't a it wasn't a stellar college team. Yeah, but I made it. Right. Um, it, it would say six three. It, it would. Oh. It would. So we're buying four boxes of nuggets, and yeah. we're lying about a roster. <laughs> well, every so often, you got to lie about the height. Ugh, you got to intimidate the other team. Uh, but so, is four boxes of chicken nuggets, sixteen total nuggets, too many? I don't think it is for a guy of my size. You know, eight two nine two three four five. Let's say that it's the first time you and I are hanging out, caller, and uh, we hit up a Wendy's. And I go up and order first, and I order four boxes of Can chicken Can I have four See, boxes of chicken nuggets, please? Is that too much? You acted like it was an insanely large amount of nuggets. Well, when you say four boxes. And I used to get five. The thing is, I used to get the how 20 many, piece. How many nugs is that? It's t- it should be 20, which is the McDonald's, the biggest option, is the 20 piece. You're throwing down 20 nugs. Yeah, I can do that easily. With the Frosty. What size? One time, eighth grade. Uh, did you ever used to have like fast food brought into the school? Like they would do like a fast food day? No. Okay, I went to a fancy grade we school. We had some then. mystery meat. <laughs> gotcha. I and went to a fancy corn. grade school. Every so often as a fundraiser, they'd like pass out these little flyers and tomorrow would be fast food day. And so you'd go home and you'd huh. ask the parents for the money and you'd check the options. You bring in the flyer and then someone, I guess, would do a run and go get all the kids fast food. That was a, that we did that. Wow. Nobody else did that? That's no. Eight two nine two three four five. That's not a fundraiser no. that happens everywhere else. No one does that. We did that a few times a year. If you're an honorable student, you can go in my high school at Clinton, yeah. you can walk across the street and go to Dairy Queen. No, so this was in grade school. Oh whoa, no. This was grade school. No, we had corn, applesauce, and mystery. I meat. was like ten to thirteen years old, and I would get the flyer that said McDonald's tomorrow for the fast food, you know, day. Wow. And then mom would give the money and you'd give it all to the teacher. And there was one time and everyone let me do this. There were several layers of protection to this happening, and it happened. I asked for three quarter pounders. Three. And I was, that's eighth grade, so I was, what, 12, 13 years old? And I was like, I can eat three. That's almost a pound of meat, but not a full pound. It's 75%. That's six buns. I'm aware of how much food it is. But I said I wanted it. Three quarter pounders. Did and you I, have fries? Yeah, every single one. Oh I, I, brought it home, <laughs> I brought it home to mom, and I, I handed it to her. And she looked at it, she's like, Three? And I was like, I can do it. She's like, okay. So she let me do it. And then I brought it into the teacher with the money. Was that I, 30 bucks? I, no, it was, I don't know, at the time, probably like 10 bucks. I brought it in. <laughs> I brought it in. I handed it to the teacher, and the teacher looks at it, and the amount of money is correct. So she knows that it's purposeful. Right. And she goes, Craig, you cannot eat three quarter pounders. You should change this order. And I was like, sister, I had sisters, I can eat Three quarter pounders. I can do it. And the whole class started paying attention at that point. They're all like, what's, what's Collins doing? Oh. I know. Because I was getting yelled at. Right. I'm like, I can do it. And she's like, well, fine. You are going to do it today. So the lunch came, and I'm eating the quarter pounders, eating the fries. I right. get the first two down, no problem. Okay. 12-year-old, 13-year-old Craig. Right, hold on. We got pickles, tomato, and all that the stuff? The whole thing. Oh. I, don't, I don't go rogue. The regular toppings. Okay. You put whatever you want on it. Right. So I get two full quarter pounders and two full orders of fries. Four buns, In four my meats. face. Without an issue. Down the pipe. Start struggling on the third. 
I'm struggling a little bit, but I refuse, refuse to give up, refuse to admit defeat. And the, the teacher right. who had told me it was not you know, going to happen also happened to teach the math class immediately after lunch. And she was like, Craig, you've obviously like not. And I'm like, no, I did not. I will not throw this out. She goes, you're going to eat it during my math class? And I'm like, I am. That's She's like, fine. Disgusting. It's not. I finished it, man. I did. I, I lived up to the standard. What's the square root of 17? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like 25. I don't know, man. It's just challenge accepted is right. all I thought at that age. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, this is Umpire Dave. All right. Uh, do you want to call me out or something for my moves here, Umpire Dave? What do you got? Uh, no. Um, I kind of just wanted to ask your sidekick if he's heard of uh, the movie Fight Club. Have you heard of him? Was oh, Fight yeah. Club. Meatloaf's in there. He is in Spy Fight Club. Fight Club? That sounds familiar. Have you heard of Fight Club? Oh, please. Oh, Fight Club. I think it's Spy Club. No, like, Fight Club. I've heard of Fight Club. M- yes. Meatloaf's yeah. in that. Meatloaf's in a bunch of other movies. And stuff. He's a great actor, too. Thank you for calling in, Dave. Sure. The older I get, I, you know, I get amazed when people haven't heard of something, but I just remember that was a, a lifetime ago, and I just can't. So wait, your new approach to people who are younger and don't know stuff is to try to think of the most recent thing that they know them from? Yeah, because you can say, oh, you got to see this. It's great. And it was before they were born, and they don't care. You know what? they got their own thing. They're into their own crummy music and stuff. I love know? that. <laughs> but you know what's bad about that? A whole bunch <laughs> of millennials thought that um, Ozzy Osbourne was discovered by Post Malone <laughs> because of that exact thing. Post Malone put Ozzy in a, in a music video, and everybody's like, this Ozzy Osbourne guy might have a career. <laughs> it was a sad moment for millennials, and one I, I don't want to bring up very many more times. But thanks, Dave, for calling in. <laughs> Sure. All right, thanks. A quick break, a lot more. Just Brian Walder, rest of the day today. Guess what? Snowing. That's what it's doing right now. Uh, Tonight, snow again, a low of 26. Tomorrow, a few a.m. snow showers. Total accumulation, 3 to 5 inches, high of 31. Friday, mostly cloudy, cold, high of 32. Right now at Radio Bloomington, 26 degrees. I'm stoked that all day we've been playing this game. Uh, What album would you take if you could only have one album on a road trip? Uh, Jay Tetzlaff had a bunch of answers, but this was probably my favorite one to that. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. That's right. Jay Tetzlaff, huge fan of the Backstreet Boys. This is things I'm learning right here on the show. My wife's laughing right now. Is she? Probably, yeah. You gave way cooler answers I, that I chose the only embarrassing one. I, yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. okay with that, though. It's, right. it's on there. You said Metallica. Several Metallica, different Metallica yeah, stuff. More hard rock. There you go. Yeah, it'd be cool. A lot of people are answering <laughs> on our social media pages. And Jay is, uh, well, Blake Haas, too, my news guy, also yeah. mentioned Backstreet Boys. Yeah. He is 23, though. <laughs> So I'm, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the zoo. We're here to talk about the zoo, among other things. It is currently going crazy outside, yeah. snowing and stuff. What is going on at the Miller Park Zoo? Well, we we not we're, no babies are being born. We don't okay. have a lot of animals coming in this time of year because we mm-hmm. can't ship because of the cold. But sure, uh, doesn't mean we stop working, do our yeah. own stuff. Um, we have free Fridays in February, so cool. we charge no admission on any Friday in February as a kind of a way to give back. And kind of in a way to give back, uh, we have a volunteer informational meeting coming nice. up. Um, it's this Saturday from 10 to 11 at the zoo. It's for those who may be interested in volunteering. They can learn more about it. Uh, we take all skills. Uh, must be 18 or older. But cool. uh, we also are looking at doing uh, like a family volunteer nice. program. Uh, that's kind of a new trend right now. Yeah. But uh, you come out and see and uh, you know experience. I started as a volunteer when I was 16, and I like to keep that kind of going and that's how I. That's how I got in the business. That's really cool. Um, you mentioned. I immediately thought of it. You mentioned that free Fridays in February. Friday next week is Valentine's Day. So that's right. that's a heck of a move out there for a guy. If you're trying to think <laughs> of a date, you're like, what do I do? The zoo is free. 
Yes. That is a nice move. Yep. Yeah, I like that Absolutely. a lot. Do you guys get flooded on Valentine's Day at all? Not too much. Okay. Not much more than any other day. We'll gotcha. see a few couples walking around, but that for the most part. It feels romantic, though. It feels like a nice. It is. Yeah. Animals are, are soothing. Right. Um, if your animals are breeding that you're watching, <laughs> you might might right. be a little different, but you, you know, never know. Right. Uh, whatever can happen. Uh, by the way, <laughs> since we talk about Valentine's Day, I've been fascinated uh, I've always been fascinated about this, but it's popping up more and more this year. And maybe you guys have done some stuff too. Like some people hate their ex so much that they just anything they can do to shade this person, they do. So zoos throughout the U.S. are doing these like you know, name a cockroach, name a rat after an ex, and we'll feed the rat to a snake. And one of the one of the most recent ones they thought was funny is name a salmon after an ex, and we'll feed it to a bear via live stream. Wow. Do you guys have you guys been approached with any of these ideas? We've done an animal adoption before of of our cockroaches, our hissing okay. cockroaches. So yeah, we did that. Uh, I know last year we sold one. Gotcha. And uh, um, you know they reached out to me. I knew the person that who got it. Yeah. And so he was reaching out to me, going, "Who gave this to me?" And I said, "Well, you'll figure it out because I'm not telling." Yeah, it's secret safe with you. <laughs> Uh, is there any like uh, salmon or anything you feed anything that would be interesting to watch get fed to one of the you know animals? What? Well, when we feed our reticulated python, <laughs> um, okay. you know she's a big girl, so she gets thirty pounds of rabbit. Wow! So that's two rabbits that we we feed her. Got it. Two fifteen pound rabbits. So two name possibilities out there. It seems like a great way to to raise money for the zoo and kind of be you know silly and and in the day and age of social media like really do something well. At the mm-hmm. same time though. And you just mentioned that like someone got one named after them, mm-hmm. and then they want to know who. I'd feel a little weird if like you found that out about someone you started dating, like the last ex. Yeah. You know, yep. that'd be an odd, right? Yeah, it'd be hard absolutely. to navigate those waters a little bit. So <laughs> probably better we're shying away from that stuff. Um, beside that, what other things in February are you guys? Is there anything else going on at the zoo that we should know about the monkeys exhibit? How is that? So uh, we're still in the design phase. Nice. Um, I just got a new set of prints that I need to look at. Um, yeah. We, We've uh, the goal is to have that done, get ready to go for a construction season. Cool. Um, in a couple months, so um, you'll see construction throughout the zoo. And um, you know, I thought of some uh, the other day. We should write signs, excuse our progress, because <laughs> uh, we've yeah. seemed like we've had construction every year for the last couple of years, which is which is positive. It's a progress, but growth it does get uh, like our parking lot problem uh, construction last year. It was a pain. Yeah, uh, and we know it, but we got fifty percent more parking now, and so people can get closer to the zoo. On a daily basis, especially on events and weekends. Well, look, by the, at the end of the day, like you guys, you're growing. You're getting bigger. You're getting you know, more and more things in there. All the, that's, a, that's a good thing at the end of the day. Absolutely. If it, if it takes a little bit of time for us to get there, anyone going should know that you, know, you go back six months later, there's going to be new stuff to see. Yeah, and I think some people came out. We broke the all-time attendance record before Flamingos opened. There you go. And I was nervous because I said, hey, we're going to have a, a 5% bump yeah. when Flamingos is built. I think kids came out to see the excavator. Uh, we had excavators sitting right next to the sidewalk for uh, the whole winter. That is awesome. And I think, and I, you know, you see kids just stop and look at because they're literally like three feet from this massive piece of machinery. Wow. And I, I think people came back like, hey, mom, I want to go see the excavator. Yeah, right. Or the truck yeah. or whatever. It's, they, it's you know. as much of a draw as anything else yeah, exactly. sometimes. That's very cool. Um, well, thank you always, man, for coming in, for, for hanging out with us, for chatting zoo when it's snowing outside. Um, and there's a lot of indoor stuff to do there, oh, yeah. too. Like, so if you go, if you're confused right now listening, and I assume a lot of the listeners have been to the zoo before, uh, but if you're confused why we would promote uh, going to uh, you know, a zoo in the middle of the winter, it's because it's not all outdoors. You're not going to freeze the whole time. Right. There's a lot of stuff to I, see. I usually say it's about 50-50. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of walk in, go down to the zoo lab where the meerkats are, kind of warm up there for a little bit, mm-hmm. make the walk kind of up the hill, stop in the rainforest where it's going to be about 75 degrees. Yeah. You need to sit there and watch the birds. Go in the control for building with snow leopards, tiger, 
uh, the bats are at, um, and then you walk back and go home. Right. See? Um, so you see animals as you're walking, but you have three couple three good spots to warm up. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, going at this time of year, like you can go much more to leisurely pace than when it's the middle of the summer or something. And there's people all over the place. This is a much easier time to go take yeah, your I time. Think, I think we had like 20 people today. Yeah. See? So Look at that. Get your own own zoo to yourself. Almost. I, I love the idea that it's free on Fridays and next Friday is Valentine's Day. Yeah. I just I love that connection. I'm not going to tell the wife, but I think I'm going to bring her. Be like, awesome. Look, the zoo was double priced today, Betty. I promise. <laughs> and I brought you along. Uh, is there anything else going on that we should know about in the next few months? Um, probably uh, uh, Junior Zookeepers. Our JZKs is a big program for us. Cool. So we only have to sign up once a year. So the first week in March, is the, you have to come to informational meetings. That's the only way you get into the program. Sure. There's always a waiting list for this program. Uh, okay. It's a national award-winning program, uh, sixth grade through high school, and it maxes out every single year. So I always wow. want to make sure we get the word out for people who want to um, be a part of that program. Yeah, sign up for that now. If you if you have interest, like definitely reach out sooner the better. Uh, quick break, a lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Jake Tetzlov from the Miller Park Zoo hanging out with us. I'm going to ask him about a story I found about a car that has way more miles on it than you've ever had. I don't know. what. Uh, how old is your car? What do you drive? Um, is it fancy? Is it No, it's, a, it's not a hybrid. There you go. Okay, there you go. Uh, I have a very old car, and I think I, this guy out of Chicago is like, uh, you know, we have kindred spirits, so I, I'm going to talk about... Free in your app store. You're listening to The Great College Show on WJBC. Jay Tetzlov is here from Miller Park Zoo, uh, AM 1230 WJBC, Craig Collins Show. I'm your host, Craig. Uh, and I wanted to ask Jay about something because this story, it just, I, I like it a lot. Um, I've always had old cars. Like, I don't think I've had a car, yeah. I'm pretty sure every car I've had was born around the same time. And as I keep getting older, <laughs> they keep staying the same. I had a Mazda 323, my first car, with a crank sunroof, dude. It had oh, like, wow. But it was okay. so old and bad, you had to punch the sunroof to align it to then crank it. <laughs> So sometimes I do it while I was driving, and people would think like I'm doing a dance move because you're punching the roof and, <laughs> and turning it around. Uh, but that was a great car. A lot of problems. My current vehicle is a 96 Jeep Cherokee, about to go over 100,000 miles. We're mm-hmm. getting very close, nine, mm-hmm. 99,947 or something. Um, and I read this story out of Chicago. A guy has a 2007. Uh, it is a Nissan Frontier. He just went over a million miles. A million. I can't even fathom that. I know. It's a four-cylinder, five-speed manual transmission car. Uh, He claims that the clutch lasted 800,000 miles. That can't be accurate. There's no no, chance, unless he's the best driver ever. He's perfect at it every time. Yeah, amazing driver. Uh, But so I ask you, I'm I'm curious, and 829-2345, weigh in. Like, if if you were ever in love with a car so much that you'd try to keep it that long, because my current vehicle, we might be be there. We might be at the place where I definitely don't (laughs) want it to die. Well, with the weather today, it's perfect. I know. It's I know. Perfect. The four wheel, although every time you shift it into four, I feel like grandpa might give out. And by the <laughs> way, that's what my wife calls the car because he's got so many different like little things. She okay. says those are all his ailments. He doesn't remember how much gas is in it anymore. <laughs> so obviously grandpa's got a little bit of a memory issue. Yeah. That's um, funny. Yeah. But so I, I, have there ever been like your first car? Do you remember loving that one a lot? I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. That was my first car. I, I bought it. Nice. Um, uh, had it through high school and got totaled my f- freshman year in college. Oh, okay. Uh, by a truck hit me from behind. So, wow. You know, those. You know, when you get out and say congratulations, you just buy yourself a 1979 <laughs> Buick Regal, um, which I thought was a good line. He he thought, well, my business did. I'm like, yeah, he well, wasn't, no matter he wasn't what, big of a fan I'm of that a new car. car. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. See? And then you get a new car. I had a motorcycle that got uh, destroyed one time. Mm. But I, I literally Superman. I'm going to brag to you for just a second. Um, and then we'll eventually talk about the zoo, and then i got to do <laughs> news. Uh, but so I'm on a motorcycle, Triumph Bonneville, and I'm sitting at a light, and uh, I glance down to my mirror for whatever reason and see a car barreling toward me oh. that's not slowing down. And so instinctively, all I did was push up off my pegs. The car runs through my, my uh, motorcycle, flips over, and it like it's dead. Uh, I shoot up in the air and fly and then land on my feet like a superhuman Jeez. as the car goes by me just because of the momentum of everything. And the two girls who jump out of the car looking at me, they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. They're like, that was incredible. <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't social media no kidding. around for that? See that on video. But I know it did happen, um, but that was a very tragic wow. moment. I know. And they, bought, they definitely bought that motorcycle yeah, no that day. Uh, okay, I got a, I got a break for the news, um, but uh, one more time, Jay Tetzlov, Miller Park Zoo, a lot of stuff to check out. Free Fridays, all of February, yep. including Valentine's Day next yep. week, so a very smart holiday. Uh, thank you so much for coming in, man. Thrilled Thanks for having me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is The Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Blake Haas has your news. Westwood One has your news. After that, I'll be chatting about a few different things. Meteorologist Brian Walder, and this is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Snow showers likely throughout the rest of the day today, and we'll see that snow continue overnight tonight. Otherwise, cloudy and cold. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow will be in the mid-20s, and snow showers should be tapering off by about mid-morning tomorrow, though we could see a couple of lingering flurries or a stray light snow shower at times. High temperature tomorrow right around 32 degrees. And total snowfall accumulations over the next 24 hours will be about 3 to 5 inches. Snow is gone for Friday, but we're staying cloudy and cold. High temperatures once again in the low 30s. And not a whole lot of change as we head into the weekend. High temperatures on Saturday once again in the low 30s with mostly cloudy skies. And temperatures in the mid-30s on Sunday. Highs reaching the upper 30s by the early part of next week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and this is Ray of 1230 WJBC Forecast. Thank you very much, Brian. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 26 degrees. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I think the two people in this next story uh, would very much agree with Taylor Swift. They are never, ever getting back together. Um, I don't know why I find this funny, but I do. Everybody's okay, by the way, uh, for anyone wondering, because the, the age of the individuals makes you at least a little worried about what's going on, but everybody's fine. Um, so a 73-year-old guy has been married to his wife for just nine years. I don't know you know, if they had both been married previously, but they wound up getting together. They get married. This is out of Florida because, of course, it's out of Florida. Um, but one day he wakes up, and it's been nine years of marriage, and he decides, you know what? Uh, this isn't working out. I need to separate. I need to get a divorce. So he tells his wife, who is 68 years old, her name is Pamela Carr, uh, out of Clearwater, Florida, on a Sunday afternoon that, you know, he's uh, he wants to move on. Uh, nine years of marriage is what it is. He'd like to get separated. Pamela doesn't take it terribly well, uh, so she decides, decides to, and I guess she just had it on her, uh, pull out her taser and tase him repeatedly. She tases her, I guess now... Ex-husband, I don't know. I don't know if it's started yet because this just happened. Uh, Several times, cops get called. She's arrested for felony domestic battery. Uh, But like I said, I think they definitely agree with Taylor Swift. That's got to be the end of that relationship. Uh, And just real quick, out of curiosity, 829-2345, what do we think the uh, the mindset going in was? Pamela obviously hurt, uh, and I'm sad for that part because I I don't want to laugh at any of that, but... Uh, did you think that was the way to like win him back? 
he's telling you he thinks he wants to get to get separated. He wants to end the relationship, and so you choose to to tase him several times. That's probably not the right way to to keep someone in a relationship with you. Just my my opinion, Pamela. Uh, you go rogue. You do your own thing. However, you need to do it. Uh, one other story that's really um, kind of surprised me: the story that's been going on with this uh, this cruise ship, uh, this British passenger got quarantined on a cruise ship because somebody thought that he might have a coronavirus. Uh, 2,656 other people are on said ship, and they're not really letting... I think it's actually 3,700 total if you count all the staff. They're not letting any of these people back. Um, And now they're starting to share photos. They've been stuck for 13 days at sea of all the stuff they're running out of. They have no more alcohol. They don't have a terribly large amount of food. Uh, But for now, just the most appropriate thing to do, I guess is to continue to quarantine them away. Um, They're going to be delivering things like bread rolls with cheese and maybe some meat, maybe some chicken and rice, Uh, but they'll be giving them certain things as they wait to continue to figure out a better plan for them. At least 10 people, uh, two Australians, one American, three guests from Hong Kong, a Japanese guy and a Filipino guy have all been taken ashore uh, with symptoms to nearby hospitals, and more than 200 other people are awaiting testing to see if they may have the coronavirus. What a a horrible situation to wind up in, to go on a cruise, to have it be just a few days, and then wind up having this break out and just be stuck at sea for several days while you're waiting to find out, like, are we all sick? Who's sick? Uh, What's going on? But I guess the greater good is just to leave them, you know, there kind of hanging out and wait. This, I, would there be lawsuits for this? I imagine there might be. I, I don't know if the, the company can actually take some sort of, you know, responsibility here for its decision making but these people who expected to be off the ship and back, you know, at work or whatever, just can't. They're all just stuck at sea. And so it's, it's sort of a surreal story. I, I keep reading it and assuming somehow this isn't accurate or isn't real. But, you know, that's the decision making they're doing right now is to just keep everybody quarantined the easiest way possible. Leave them all on the ship. Um, and I, yeah, at some point there's got to be something that comes out of that. And I imagine, like in any other scenario, if it was a, a, a plane or something, and you find out in flight that somebody might have something, and you just decide to leave them all on it. Uh, and I know that the cruise ship is probably much more comfortable. It's just, it's an insane kind of story to have to figure out and deal with and, and what the reaction would be, if, especially if you're not sick. If you're one of the many passengers who's not ill, I I might consider taking legal action. Uh, one last thing, and then i got to take another break. Uh, I like this story just because I like dumb criminals, and this is actually also out of Florida, so I guess this is kind of a Florida segment. Uh, two guys were traveling with a bag of drugs. If you were someone who wanted to do that, if that's your thing, like it is Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt's thing, I imagine you'd try really hard to hide that product that you have with you. Uh, they did not try hard. They actually did the exact opposite. They labeled their large bag of drugs bag full of drugs. It's literally written on the item. So they, they, they get pulled over by the cops for whatever reason. I guess Josh has an active warrant out against him. They search the, the vehicle that they have that they were intent on, on traveling with the, the drugs in, and they find bag full of drugs labeled and everything, uh, take it out. Uh, they've actually made the bag available online for purchase now, I think, um, which is kind of funny. Not the drugs, just the bag full of drugs. And I think actually it's just a, a website making fun of it. Um, but you can buy a, a labeled bag with that in it because these two idiots out of Florida thought that'd be the best way to hide their illegal things. You know, like, hey, maybe they'll think it's a joke and not open it. We just have a bag full of drugs. They'll never suspect it there. Uh, good move, those guys. Great move by a lot of people out of Florida, really. 
Uh, quick break, a lot more. Easy. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Uh, why is the radio guy playing that thing? Why is he playing the Lion King thing? A couple of reasons. First, on my social media page, uh, facebook.com slash the Craig Collins Show, I just shared a story of kind of an awesome thing that happened over the weekend. This was at a national park, I think, in some other country. I think in South Africa. A baboon picked up a lion cub and ran him up a tree. So this is literally a monkey carrying a, a, a baby lion a la Lion King, carried him up a tree and started grooming him up there. I don't know, like, what he thought was going on. I don't know if monkeys can just accidentally assume, like, baby animals are, are their babies, but it's awesome. Um, I have no other news about it than to share it and play that song uh, because my challenge is to read that and not somehow start singing at least something from The Lion King. There's several photos. The baby lion did not seem happy to be up there, uh, but the baboon was aggressive and eventually, I guess, just cleared him of whatever he had on him. It's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, the photos are hilarious. They're on my Facebook page. I like them a lot. Uh, other stuff in the news that I want to get to before you guys get out of here, and you have just a few minutes uh, more with me. We do have basketball coming up. ISU is playing Missouri State, so that'll be a fun game. Stay tuned for that. A lot of other things going on in WJBC. Um, but Coors Light is offering to pay $100 to cover pet adoptions. Uh, this is in light of a couple things. One, Valentine's Day. You know, you might be adopting a pet or you might just be lonely. Um, You might not be doing that as a couple. You might be doing that as a solo. And two, uh, an NFL player just did this after the Super Bowl. He covered a bunch of adoptions. So Coors Light wants to get in on it. The beer brand wrote in a press release that it wanted to help people during the cultural phenomenon known as cuffing season, a time when people tend to couple up during winter to stave off the weather-induced blues. And as Valentine's Day goes specifically, it's listed as the pinnacle of the the cuffing season. Coors Light is asking its drinkers to skip the cheesy Valentine's Day traditions and spend a day with a forever friend. Very well done. Uh, (laughs) So you can, right now, on Coors, if you enter into a contest, you actually have to text them Coors 4K9. You got a shot at having the adoption fee of your pet uh, that you adopt here on Valentine's Day covered by the beer brand. That is a very smart marketing cam. Anytime you connect... To, to animals, to pets, I think that's pretty smart. Uh, this is apparently a pet segment or an animal segment uh, now in the Craig Collins Show. I actually have one other thing uh, that I like a lot that is not um, you know, pet-specific, but a, a university studied the best way to make a decision. So if you're faced with any sort of decision, maybe you and, and the significant other are arguing what place to go for Valentine's Day, what to do, uh, but if you're being given a, a load of options, apparently it's really hard to make just one call the best possible way to help reduce stress and make a decision, according to this study, 139 people were asked and given all these different options. The best thing you can do is limit it to just two options. Just going in, decide we only have two total choices. These are the two choices, and then we have to pick one of those. Because I guess, and this is sort of like the Netflix phenomenon, if you've ever been sitting there with your you know, Netflix or whatever streaming service open and you just can't pick what to watch, a lot of psychology studies have demonstrated now that it's just the, the too-many-options scenario. So if you can limit it down to, to two things, if you can go to a restaurant where they only have two items on the menu, you're going to do very well, apparently, uh, because that's the only scenario where the option becomes much easier for us to just compare two things and not wonder, hey, man, what else is on, like, the fifth page of this menu or what else is on, like, the, the 14th scroll down on a Netflix? Uh, one more quick break. 
A little more coming up with me. Like I said, ISU basketball and just Brian Walder. Rest of the day today, cloudy with snow likely. Tonight, snow showers continue a low of 26. Um, Currently, it is 26. Tomorrow, a few a.m. snow showers possible. Total snow accumulation between 3 to 5 inches tomorrow, high of 31. Friday, mostly cloudy and cold, a high of 32. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 26 degrees. I do have a fascination with, like, the fast food places you could go on Valentine's Day. And it's not because I'm taking uh, Betty to one of those. I'm not taking the wife to, like, a Taco Bell, a White Castle, or in this case, a Red Lobster. I just think it's an interesting, like, the people who do that, obviously they both are pretty, you know, uh, amusing. I think they'd both be kind of fun people, funny people. And they obviously don't care so much about, you know, blowing a whole bunch of money on a holiday that's, uh, I guess, important to some, not as much to others. But the val- the restaurant chain Red, Lo- Red Lobster is convinced that what you really want, the gift you want very much this holiday season, this Valentine's Day, is a Cheddar Bay, a Cheddar Bay Biscuit Fanny Pack. Um, and they also have some ugly sweater options. So if you go back there, but they have a bunch of different things available on their website. And they're just convinced that Valentine's Day, like the thing to get is Cheddar Bay Biscuits in a heart-shaped box with an assortment of different chocolates, which we did hear early on in the show. Chocolates is a move. Um, but I don't know. If you buy something like this, if you buy a box of, of fast food, biscuits, whatever it is, or you take them to a Taco Bell, you got to really hope that they find it funny because otherwise that can go rogue. That can be bad uh, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just a warning for me. Uh, you also found out on the show yesterday that you should probably already have your Valentine's Day reservation made. Uh, most people make them about 10 days before. The one other hack to it, though, is if you don't have it done, you can go for like a group of four because some of the fancier uh, restaurants hold on to those four tops. So maybe find two friends, go with them, or maybe, I guess, ask for four and then only show up with two. That's not a good look, though, um, because if, if you don't make those reservations soon, you might not uh, be available. Another thing that I thought I found that I thought was pretty interesting, this is out of The Independent, um, we all buy stuff on sale now. Uh, it's actually weird. Like I've been seeing that a bunch of sales online are recycled sales of what they were during those like big ones, the the Cyber Monday, Black Friday deals. Those things keep rolling out, you know, every so often. And I think that's why you probably should trust your sales locally a lot more than the ones you find on the internet. Because if you're you're walking into a store here locally, and you know it's a, a company you know or, or a shop that I guess you know doesn't have these corporate overlords all the time doing kind of things. They're probably selling items more honestly, um, but the average person has spent about $8,000. They spent $8,000 last year on on-sale stuff. The average cost of an on-sale item was $100 uh, to 80 bucks, I guess. Um, or actually, excuse me, the average was 100 bucks, but it dropped down to 80 with the sale. So you were saving $20. A new study says that the average adult would is obviously so much more attracted to a sale or, or something that claims to be on sale than anything at full price that we wind up throwing down all kinds of money for it. And it's just so weird because like some of that stuff that's out there, the technology things, the, you know, the products that you can get at the big real uh, retail stores that exist online only. I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, those items drop down in price all the time. And yet when it comes to a Black Friday, a Cyber Monday or even a, you know, holiday in June or whatever it is, we just throw down this kind of money. Um, and I, I just can't imagine that all these are legitimate sales. $8,000 a year, the average American. Uh, that's why I would say, again, trust the sales you find locally in the shops here in Bloomington and Normal uh, because they're probably not gaming the system anywhere near as hard as those guys online are. 
um, because they're definitely doing it. And that's actually a big thing that I think Sears or somebody got in trouble for that. J.C. Penney uh, back in the day, they did a documentary at how like items that were always on sale were probably not actually on sale. That's just the normal price with some markups, some other things going on. And it seems to very much be the way that those big real retail uh, places do it now online. I don't know the last time I actually bought something that was full price on one of those websites because, of course, it's way it's definitely on sale now. The price is much lower than anything it used to be. Uh, one last quick thing, and I only have about 30, 40 seconds to do it, uh, but I saw a story that said half of young men between the ages of 14 and 24 are too scared to get a date in real life. 49% of guys have a confidence crisis, is what it's being called, because of all the different ways you can interact in social media or all the different ways you can even find those dating apps. A lot of people have the dilemma of ever trying to date and or pick somebody up, talk to somebody in real life. So my challenge this holiday season to anyone in that, in that lane, 14 to 24, who's, who's like struggling with that, just ask somebody out. Just do it for Valentine's Day.